All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. God dang. Call Up Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring Ed Grand Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate. Executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. <laughs> Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 29. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. Thank you, Tommy, for the energetic introduction. What do you think about that, man? I'm practicing on my DJ. Did you there. take a nap? I did not. You got a little, <laughs> you know, no, a little last night. My, you had some good sleep last night. I did, so I did. I did. My, my whole life is a nap. Oh, really? Of course. Oh, well, you're retired. <laughs> <laughs> Why rush it? That's right. There's, there's no sense in anything that has to do with uh, hurrying uh, along. It just no. doesn't work like that, you know? No. No stress in your yeah, life. There, there is some stress. Oh, is there? Yeah, of course. No. By the name of Wilda. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's that's my stress always, dude. Yeah, we're on the taskmaster. Yes, we are on full preparation mode for uh, heading out to California next week. For what's happening? We're having the arrival of my grandson, grandbaby number Deuce, grandbaby number two. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He will, uh, God willing, you know, and everything comes out very How's well. How's Monica? She is she She's excited? Yeah, is she in, yeah. is she in pain? Is she? Is she a, a pregnant lady that is a complainer, whining, oh, my back, oh, my legs, oh, let me lay down, massage this, uh, put the heating blanket here, get me the pickles and the uh, the peanut butter? I want to say she one of those? yes to all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the pickles and the blankets and oh. the massages and stuff like that. But, yeah, she's very pregnant. She's ready to have this baby. Okay. So well, yeah, good. The, we didn't the give home a, stretch. We didn't give a lot of updates of the baby and Monica and everything else during this whole uh, nine month period. We we don't know. I would, I would we announced on, it here, did we not? We said we'd be yes. giving periodical. Uh, oh yeah, we well, did not. We failed to do we, that. We saw things on Instagram where she would hold a sign <laughs> and say, "It's this many weeks." Yes, and the, yes the bump is the, yes. Is, is to here right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Aaron uh, Wilson, he's a. Uh, also scheduled to be there at the hospital, and so you got leave all scheduled away I would for thirty imagine, days. Yeah, or I would so. hope so. Yeah, I think they give them a pregnant uh, husband leave. So that's called. <laughs> I don't know what's called. Uh, uh, paternity leave. Paternity. Paternity. I don't know. I really don't know. But he's ready to go, and uh, we will get there. We will be in uh, California, and uh, I will be back after Mother's Day. Mid May. Uh, yeah, something like that. Mid May. Yes, uh, okay. and I'll be out for two weeks, more or less. Okay. And then. Come back for a week, then I'm headed down to Dallas. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is there another baby in Dallas that's well, being born? The first unofficial grandson, Mr. Uh, uh, Little Bubba. Little ABC, always be cool. Little Bubba. Little Bubba, yeah. He has a tournament, or I don't know what it is. I will be there. You're in, wow. You're going to go from infant child to somebody in competition supporting him from the sidelines. Isn't that, that something? Is that what you're doing? It's, wow. it's that, you know, it's you have, you have to do what you have to do. You have a lot of for, responsibilities. As I a do. I have grandfatherly. a grandfatherly. 
hey, Adam, wait a minute, that's my phone. It's probably one of my kids or grandkids wanting money or something. Hello? Hello? Grandpa? <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. I mean, I, I was never a baby dude. You know, I don't go Google. Gotcha, were, Google everybody Google. was a baby. So I don't I'm know just, what you're no, talking no, I'm, about. You know, I'm, a, I don't, uh, I'm not those guys that Google and Google over babies. That's not my thing. Are there guys that do that? I've, I've seen a bunch of dudes do that. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't that either. I, I never did the little baby talk. I always talk to him like a like a human being. <laughs> Plus, my my sister has a theory about that. I okay. remember that she says, "Yes, yeah, speak to them correctly, so they yes. may, so they may speak properly." Well, when uh, didn't like work, didn't well, work in my case. Well, there goes you know there goes your kids' funds. <laughs> <laughs> but that was her deal. I remember telling this; it made a ton of sense. I says, "Wow, pretty cool." You know, but again, I'm not. And you I, said, I'm just going to avoid these babies. <laughs> well, you know, I, <laughs> I'm going to hide from them. <laughs> when Jeremy D used to do number two, you used to smell it, right? So I go running from one side and Monica go running to the next. <laughs> and like, then I, like then, not it? Not yeah, it. Then, yeah, then I will do walk and go, oh, damn it. <laughs> it stinks in here. It's, it's just, what, what happened? What happened? Well, oh, oh, you're changing them already. Okay. Meanwhile, he's got a diaper rash over here. He's sitting in his feces for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Father of the year, I was not, <laughs> and still am not. <laughs> now Monica can't run. <laughs> She's gonna have a future of many, many diapers. Damn right, to be changed. Everybody's excited. You know what I'm saying? It's their first baby too, and the other in-laws and everybody. How's grandma? Grandma's gonna really excited. Grandma's been, you know, you know the deal with grandma. You've seen all those. She, those. She's probably had a bag packed and all ready to go, just in case something yeah. starts immediately. Yeah, yeah. We're changing the flight. We're going right now. Uh, well, we would include me, and I don't think so. Yeah. I'm flying on the thirtieth of this month. But you That's might out. miss the blessed event. I'm good. There's such oh. things as called, it's called video cameras and, oh. and telephones and. You oh, know, is this going to be on WhatsApp? They can just, just put it right on Facebook straight on the WhatsApp. Live. Yeah. Knowing Monica, I would not doubt that she wants to do a Facebook Live doing this. You I know, so. she's done everything else on oh Facebook. God, that's right. <laughs> so my grandson, the first grandson, will be showing his. Uh, There's a name picked. What's the name? His uh, name is uh, Lorenzo. I believe they're going to call him Lorenzo Aaron. Okay, Lorenzo Aaron Wilson. The has, law. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, law. yeah, 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 yeah. He has he already has a, you know this gigantic name, so they already he better start working on his alphabet really fast. I know. He better so, start lifting weights as soon as he could he's able uh, to. That's another thing, yeah. <laughs> his dad, you know, Mr. Competition. So we yeah. gotta get your 40 time down, son. <laughs> start crawling. Start crawling right now. Start exercising the legs. <laughs> Throwing a ball into the crib, you know. Well, this is good. This is gonna be uh uh, a good experience for you. I think so, yeah, yeah. And then first and then, baby boy, you know. And then this gonna is going to be cool. immediately followed by uh, grandbaby number, number three. Tres. Yeah, number three. That's right, yeah. Oh, your your Spanish is improving, um, <laughs> right? Mr. Adam Tate. How soon is that? That will be uh, a month after I. Hold. A month after I get back. Oh, my gosh. I know. This man. is rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, I know, I know. Man. Says, yeah, and, I, and, and that's why I haven't gone home either. You know, during all this, you know, when the, you got to take all your vacation for all these these babies. Well, yeah, Six. kind of, yeah. Like my dad, I haven't been home what in, uh, in o- not over thir- a year, right? thirteen months, yeah, because of the COVID deal. So, sure. My dad, he just turned eighty uh, on Friday, on the twenty third. Big city baby. That's way out of baby range. So yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't have to be there for those. Baby yeah, yeah, no, days. but you know, my dad, you know, I want to see him and all that. You know, so I want to see my mom too, and you know, my family. So I'm going to go home. So I have to plan some way to get home between a little. Well, not I'm gonna, I won't be able to do it in between 
because I don't want to go to Puerto Rico and then the COVID uh, spike has hit again down there. At where? Puerto Rico? In PR, yeah. Okay. So it'll probably be at the end of June when I go home. So we'll see. But in the meantime, you that know, sounds you like can, three straight months of travel. Yeah, yeah, and I need it, <laughs> <laughs> and I need it badly. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere since uh, what I went to Nashville, dude. Was it Nashville? Yeah. Oh, so, when you were on the stage of the Opry? Of course, you know. It's <laughs> Tommy Martinez in stage action. That's the way I do it. That's all I remember <laughs> to happen in Nashville. <laughs> in the circle, you're, you're in the Ryman Theater. In the circle, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was well, good. So that's the, the so that's the plan at least uh, for uh, we'll see. But like I said, we will continue uh, marching on through the Tommy and Adam Hart today podcast available on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple. Podcast apps, mm-hmm. RSS, Himalaya, Himalaya, <laughs> and, and Castbox, and, and all the rest of your favorite uh, DSPs. So yeah, Adam. This week, another uh, hip hop artist uh, passed away. Was it DMX? <laughs> no, DMX? Wait a minute, we already talked DMX, about DMX? DMX. Was two weeks ago, dude. Oh, uh, who so, was yeah. it? Now check this out. This is his real name, by the way. It was Gregory Jacobs. Greg Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> was he a golfer? <laughs> a golfer on the tour? <laughs> no, he would oh. be AKA Shock G, oh. AKA Humpty Hump. What? You wanna get retarded? Tell him what? Yes. No yes. way. You the react digi- the digital yeah, underground yes, guy. The digital underground. Oh guy. Yeah, wow! Yeah. You, I see you reacted there when I went humpy I, hump. Now I, t- <laughs> now, now I told you, I haven't been in the news that much lately. I've been too busy to like look at my normal things and look at my normal uh, news sources. Oh, you were telling me that. Good this morning, lord! So yeah, I know, dude. What the hell? It was pretty sad. What man. happened to him? How he could have uh, been that old? Fifty-seven years old, I believe. Okay. He was at a hotel room in Tampa, and he just passed away. So yeah, shot. G. There you go, right here. Some little, some digital underground right now. Okay. Not the standard Humpty Hunt that we're used to, but yeah. Shock G was born and raised, man, in New York City. Moved okay. out to Oakland, formed the digital, yeah. Okay. With a Chop House J and, and another guy called Kenny K. Wow. So okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, he was responsible for uh, Tupac's hit I Get Around. Uh, also. He also produced uh, music for Dr. Dre Prince. You really? know, this guy was, yeah, he, he, he was a, pia- a pianist. Uh, yeah. He's got so, a reputation with the ladies. Yeah, is that what you're he's the, yeah, yeah. And, you know, funny thing is he had all kinds of, uh, he had more uh, alter egos other than uh, Humpty Hump. Humpty Hump. And Shock G, you know. He, he, he also had another one called Rackadelic. He had another one called The Piano Man. So he wasn't always like a cartoon uh, character. Yeah, like yeah, he kind of yeah. was there. Yeah, his, uh, MC Blowfish was another one. <laughs> I see Michael Boston, uh, The Computer Woman, and Butterfly. Well, it seems like one. one oh, he yeah. had one more. Called, he was called Peanut he- Hakeem. So. <laughs> one Man Passes. And, 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 and there's like a whole list of, of casualties. It's you know, like all these people you're never going to you know, hear from. A, you know, it's a dozen and, people. And, and sometimes you just like you get caught up in you know in the Humpty Hump stuff because that was so ridiculous. That was the big hit. That and was why everybody it, knew. It was so ridiculous of a song that, and it was catchy and yeah. and I loved it. You know, and every time you go out to like Yo MTV raps, I'd be like, okay, I want Digital Underground's coming in today, and you know, but Shock G would sometimes either. Sometimes it would be Humpty Hump. So Humpty, did you know that Hump, Humpty Hump at, at at times fans thought that he was actual a real you know a real person that was also a member of the Digital Underground and it wasn't Shock G. They actually uh, believed that. I and mean, there was an interview with uh, Casey Kasem on America's Top Forty where there was a biography of Hump. So they even wrote a biography for Humpty Hump. 
You want to hear some of it? It had to be explained on America's uh, yeah, Top 40 because yeah. nobody understood what was going on. Yeah, it's really crazy. So anyway, a fictional biography was constructed for Humpty. I just told you that, right? Sure. The story being that Edward Ellington Humphrey III, okay. former lead singer of Smooth Eddie and the Humpers, had been... <laughs> had become a rapper after burning his nose in a kitchen accident with a deep fryer. <laughs> it's crazy. They created a whole back yeah, history yeah, for yeah. this person. That's yeah, great. later to be seen in, uh, what was that one show, uh, Behind the Music. <laughs> There's Piano Man right there. Wow, this is uh, so sad that it was so passing. Yeah, yeah, was it yeah, natural yeah, yeah. causes or yeah. heart attack or we something? Don't, like I said, nobody really knows. It's, mm. Not yet. There was uh, some kind of autopsy being done or is being done. So we should know in future. We're not the we're not the hip-hop uh, podcast, but we are the no, hard to I, name. I only know that person as the Humpty Hump. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole guy. thing behind it. Yeah, so, you know, so I... I was what sitting in my G-Shock. What is his name? Shock, Shock G. G. That was G-Shock's uh, like the, Cas was... the Casio watch or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shock G. <laughs> what you like? You know, that's what I'm talking about. That's the way it's done. <laughs> Rest in peace, Shock G. 57 years old. He hadn't been passed for very long, right? So there wasn't a lot of smell. Well, no. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> that's cruel, Adam. Leonard Skinner, that smell, baby. That's right. I love this. The start of this song was pretty cool. Whiskey bottle. Whiskey bottle. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is one of the good ones. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Today Tommy. Today is April the twenty fourth. This is correct. Of twenty twenty one, buddy. Beautiful morning out there. It's absolutely beautiful. It got a little colder this week. Did you Did you check yeah. that out? We had. Periodic nice days. We had like, uh, was it one day earlier this week that we had like the snowfall? Um, we had it on. I want to say Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah. I was, was I was on my motorcycle on Monday, dude. Short sleeves, no yeah. coat, nothing. Next day, snow, scraping snow. Twenty nine <laughs> degrees, dude. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, what is it? We're 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 gonna warm up today. I think in the 60s, 65. Jay has uh, some kind of a diaper, a dude, diaper dude uh, <laughs> party where the guys bring what? diapers. Yeah. Are you kidding? For the new baby. It's like a dude. What? It's like a dude. Uh, uh, what is it? Like like a guy baby shower. This this is not necessary. I know. Isn't that nuts, man? <laughs> why, why are we doing he this? He said, Dad, don't do anything on Saturday afternoon. I said, wait, hold up a minute now. It all depends on what time Adam gets here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes we, we go over, you know? I don't think so. It's sometime this afternoon. You can't man. rely on me to show up on time. <laughs> no, no. Sometime this afternoon. And if he can't make it in, we're recording tonight. Nobody know? told me to bring diapers. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't we, know. You wouldn't be going over here. We couldn't be doing the, the podcast first. <laughs> I love my new uh, granddaughter that's coming for you. You know, hey, the podcast is also important. You know, <laughs> she's not here yet. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Anyway, Adam, again, good morning, buddy. This National Sense of Smell Day, dude. Okay, good. Uh, it's a good one. Ooh, that smell, Leonard Skinner. Now this is generic. I mean, it's not like good smelling day or bad smelling day. It's just it's a sense of smell. Sense just, of the just, sense itself. Yeah. You walk out the door and you want to know, you know what happened here. What? How come nobody picked up this dog mess or something? <laughs> and if, especially if you stepped on it, yeah, your sense of smell would alert to you. That would create a plume of oh, of fragrance. Yes, and it would, it would, it would go it right would, to your olfactory it, senses. That would be a rise 
of stinkiness. Yes. Yes. So yeah, National Sense of Smell Day. Sense of Smell Day. Yeah, held the last Saturday of uh, April. National Sense of Smell Day celebrates one of the five senses. Now this is insensitive to people who have recently contracted the COVID, because (laughs) their sense of smell that's right is gone. Yeah. They can't appreciate anything on this day. They'll be sad today. (laughs) (laughs) Our sense of smell is more than a way to know when dinner is ready. Yeah, I would say so. uh, It also plays a role as an early warning system, triggers memories and interacts with our other senses. Why would it trigger any kind of a warning? You use that as an early warning. You uh, <laughs> system when uh, you, you've had a full diaper near you and you ran away from it. My sense of smell saved me many times of that one. That's right. <laughs> I like that. Did you know that scent cells renew every 30 to 60 days? That's so does that mean that they become overloaded at some point in time and they have to be sloughed off or shedded or something? Yeah, check it out. And are the only sense nerves that can regenerate. So they're like the wolverine of the senses. Oh, the nerves. Mm-hmm. What if you get like those smelling salts? Like you're being woken up and you know how you get that burn? Like, oh. I've never I've never had one of those done. Oh, yeah. It happens to me when, <laughs> when, I, when I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> they crack the salts and put it right in. But it's like a burning sensation. You think that damages my smell for a period of time? It wouldn't matter because they could regenerate. But they would. Yeah, but is it not instantaneously? No, it? no, 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 no. It's, it's 30 to 60 days. 60 days. So there's a 30-day interlap It probably there. messed me up. Yeah. I probably couldn't taste my food right for the next three weeks. I would say that, I don't know, I don't want to get too scientific here, but if the COVID yes. virus destroys them or takes away your sense of smell, something mm-hmm. would tell me that COVID destroys these cells. Destroys them? Or, I would say. I or, don't know. Or maybe just blocks the transmission of data. Well, right? okay. These are nerves, right? Yeah. So these are like elect- electrical charges or something. And then mm-hmm. if the COVID gets in there, they're a good like offensive line. They're they're blocking. <laughs> no, but nothing gets through. They allow us to recognize uh, smells mm-hmm. from our childhood, triggering memories of Play-Doh, grandma's cookies, mm. or even pipe smoke. It's also the only sense directly connected to the brain where all those memories are stored. Take a woman when house shopping. She's more likely to smell unwelcome odors such as smoke, pet urine, and mold before a man. Women naturally have a better sense of smell. That's why the realtor always makes cookies. They put the cookies in (laughs) in the oven. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the cookies in the oven. So you get that scent of the fresh baked cookies in there covers up any of those Unwanted smells. Wow. So next time you're buying a house, just tell your realtor no cookies, especially baked. I'm sugar free, bitch. (laughs) I don't think we have a soundbite for that. (laughs) I'm not sure, but I don't think we do. (laughs) While uh, the loss of scent occurs naturally with age and with COVID, right? Sure. It can also be a sign of illness, especially a neurological disorder such as Parkinson's disease or an early stage of Alzheimer's disease. Mm. So that's another factor that, that would mess you up because you're losing your, your mind, you're losing your thoughts, you're losing uh, all of your memories, and then you can't even taste right. I know, man. That's, that's another punch in the gut. I know. That's kind of crazy. The human odor is like a fingerprint, Adam. Is it? Yeah, that's what it says here. <laughs> Even when we wear deodorant or fragrances, our scent combines with those for a unique combination. I'll tell you, you know where I learned that? No. I learned that in comic books. <laughs> what Marvel character was, Check it was out. a super smeller? Check it out. This is how cool this is. So Matt Murdock, the lawyer, whose alter ego is Daredevil. Daredevil, blind guy. The blind guy. Sure. 
was in court defending this criminal that Wolverine was after. Oh, really? The uh, adamantium blade guy? That's Got, right. Gotcha. Anyway, Wolverine gets his uh, gets Matt Murdock sent to track him down a little bit later to see what's going on. Why is he defending this criminal and whatnot? So as he tracks him down, who he actually finds is Daredevil because of the scent. Because of his scent. Oh. <laughs> so I was. I didn't know I, I, Wolverine I, had this power. Yeah. Well, remember Wolverine is a mutant that has. Well, he's got the mutton chop sideburns. Right. Well, he has all the characteristics of a feral animal: the rage, the fury. You know, when he goes berserk. The strength multiplied by I don't know how much. I didn't know that the uh, the animal so, sense. So he's thing. tracking them down. Boom, and it was Daredevil. Wow. And at that point, he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, this dude is Daredevil." And then they end up doing like a Marvel team up or something. I don't know what it was, but they fought a little bit first, you know, because he knew Daredevil was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But he was tracking his sense. It was. It was. I, I still see. remember that man. This has been like 40, 40, 45 years. I read that shit, but I still remember. I said, "Oh." Oh, that made totally sense. It's like I had that that science class illumination moment. The gates of heaven and the clouds opened up. Like, oh, wow, science. Now have I you... learned something. <laughs> now have you, <laughs> From a comic book. Have you ever known anybody that sight unseen, you would know that they were in the room because of their smell? Mm, you know what, that you say that. Not in the room, but you know when you're in the field? When mm-hmm. you're in the army, you're in a tent or something like that. Yes. And you always got that one asshole that doesn't want to take a bath. Doesn't want to shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Sometimes you're unlucky and you have two assholes that don't want to. And you also have the asshole that, that snores like crazy. And he has a particular aroma. He has a particular, yes. I can yes. tell you that, yeah. <laughs> While I'm sleeping. <laughs> you're trying to sleep. And it wakes you up like, oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you're right. I didn't even think about that. Wolverine in the army. What can I tell you? What a night for flashbacks. <laughs> These are things that you know a lot about. <laughs> uh, how to observe sense of smell day out. How do you do Museums, that? children's museum, and science centers across the country participate in celebrating this holiday by offering hands-on activities and informational displays about the sense of smell. I thought you'd just go to like the candle barn. And smell all the varieties of candles, and you'd say, "Oh, this is lavender. This is very nice. Oh, oh yeah, this is uh, rose petals." You could do all kinds of stuff, yeah, because you could, like get lemon peel, and you could smell uh, vanilla extract and coffee rounds and toothpaste, chocolate, oil, sawdust, flower petals, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure. I- <laughs> Watch it. Pour some of those coffee grounds around. <laughs> I want to smell them. Don't you love how, how coffee smells? I do love how coffee smells. I love it. But I don't see the reason to... Uh, I mean, I guess you could set up little canisters of them, blindfold people, you present it to them I guess. under their nose, you can say, what is it? And you'd be able to like do the selection of scent. Mm. That would be a good game. I think without knowing it, I think I celebrated uh, Sense of Smell Day uh, with my kids. <laughs> how, how did you do this? I, it was called the fart game. You fart oh. on the <laughs> you fart on the heads, and you see them run. <laughs> Except back then, they're not, they're not it, enjoying the smell. It's. <laughs> You gotta savor the smell. Except Adam, that day there was no hashtag that says sense of smell. (laughs) (laughs) It's also pool opening day, Adam. Just so you'll know. I don't think we're ready to open pools yet. (laughs) But it's this national day of, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's the park game. (laughs) Adam, blue eyes the cult. Vengeance. Vengeance. Woo. 
Ooh, Adam, this yes. day in history, brought to you by oh. history.com. This sounds exciting. It's good, yeah. Well, I, I figured out we didn't have a Iron Maiden to go with, with this day in history. <laughs> we probably could have. Wait a minute. I, I'm sure if you looked at their catalog, <laughs> you could find something. The 1863, Adam. Okay. April the 24th, 1863. Check it out. Sure. The Union Army issued General Order Number 100, which provided a code of conduct for federal soldiers and officers when dealing with Confederate prisoners and civilians. The code was borrowed by many European nations, and its influence can be seen in the Geneva Convention. Geneva Convention. This was the, this was the genesis of how to treat uh, prisoners of war? Uh-huh. Wow. This is the forefather. It's kind of fitting that it's in a civil war. I mean, you're really, you're battling your own people, your yeah. own countrymen. It's fitting that you don't want to <laughs> mistreat them yeah. to, to that degree. Exactly. So it's good that its basis is in that type of an event. You know, especially after the war's over, you got your own country to reconstruct. Yeah. Hello. You don't want to say, oh, yeah, all the torturous assholes up there <laughs> in the north. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the orders were the brainchild of Francis Lieber, a Prussian immigrant whose three sons had served during the Civil War. Wait a minute. What? Lieber? That sounds like a German. Yeah. Well, yes, what? Yeah, I, I know, I know. Holy I know. crap. Sit. Where did that come from? I was getting there, but you already jumped ahead of me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yes, the same ones that were on that stage at he Madison Square stayed, Garden. He should have stayed in, quote unquote, Prussia <laughs> and had influence over there. That's what he needed to do. His, he had three sons. One fought on uh, Confederate side, two fought on the Union side. Just yeah. because of where they lived in the uh, in the States? Yeah, because one of them, I think the one that was on the Confederate side was, he was in Virginia. So, yeah. Yeah. Lieber was a scholar of international law who took a keen interest in the treatment of combatants and civilians. He wrote many essays and newspaper articles on the subject early in the war. Mm-hmm. So this guy was a scholar, right? I don't know. So this was adopted by the Union Army. Did they agree on the Confederate side to kind of the same rules? It doesn't say here. Okay. So Halleck appointed, uh, I'm going to say since it was the South, I would say no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Halleck appointed a committee of four generals and Lieber to draft rules for the Civil War. The final document consisted of 157 articles written almost entirely by Lieber. Oh, wow. Wow. The orders established policies for, among other things, the treatment of prisoners, exchanges, and flags of truce. There was no document like it in the world at the time. So, yeah, this was the forefather, without wow. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty cool. Yep, it became a standard for international military law, and the Germans adopted it in 1870. So evidently, did they? Yes, they did. And then they <laughs> decided to overlook that for a while, didn't they? Yeah. They did for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up, dude. <laughs> Uh, who do we got here, Adam? This is Manfred Mann's Blinded by the Light. I like this song. It's a pretty cool song. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ubiquitous. You hear it all over the place. It's a very popular song. A douche, yeah. Rolled up like a douche. Yes. That's what everybody thinks. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> when, they, when they play these songs, when they play these songs pre-concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody goes, revved up like, like a, a douche. douche. And you got 10,000 people saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Get off the stage, you douche. <laughs> Bring on the main attack. The main, the main act. <laughs> Adam, 18, uh, 1956. Okay. Today in sports brought to you by History.com and uh, This Day in History slash okay. sports, buddy. Yeah. 
April 24th, 1956, Adam. What happened? American League umpire Frank Umont was the first professional official to wear a pair of prescription eyeglasses. <laughs> oh, shit. In a oh, regular season game. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> check your prescription, huh? <laughs> you need some new glasses. Oh, they're piling shit on that guy all over the place. And this is a famous uh, umpire. He was the uh, home plate umpire. Mm-hmm. And the game that Reggie Jackson, I think, hit that Transformer, I want to say in Detroit, uh, he was also the home plate umpire. That had to be like 77 yeah. or something like so that. This so, is when he, this is, so this is when he first started, yeah. Wow. So, uh-huh. And he was the official. Reggie Jackson wore glasses, too. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Glass brotherhood. I don't think he has to make a call, especially with Reggie, Reggie <laughs> yeah. Jackson slamming the ball out of the park. I think it was foul, Reggie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's go check on that transformer to see where it is exactly on the field. <laughs> Wearing glasses back then, Adam, was still a stigma yeah. in public, yeah. Especially among sports types and macho professions. Some too. guy's making an in-and-out so, decision, yeah. you know, <laughs> on, uh, on, the, on the diamond. I thought it was, I, holy I, crap. As I went through all of them this week, I said, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, why would they point this out? And then that I actually uh, researched a little further. And uh, yes, it was a very stigmatized, you know. But he said, you know, I need them. But, but he had corrected I, vision, so I he have, probably saw better than all the other umpires out there. I have to make the right calls, you know. Know, things like that. So that's how serious this guy took the play. And you know, sometimes those umps are making calls that you're going like, what the hell? You know, you're out here, whatever, X amount of feet away, you could still see that that was a ball, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. And there they no, they'll go, you know, head over ass going and it's a strike. They got to call back to New York now. Well, they're so to, in, they're uh, so influenced by the accuracy. If like if the if the catcher sets up in a spot and he just hits that mitt, even if he's outside or whatever, if they have that target set there and it just goes right into the glove, it looks like a strike. Yeah. You threw it exactly where you wanted that mother. And you know, and sometimes you know, the, given that you know, they also the catchers have that ability to do the optical illusion. Oh yeah, where they kind of yeah, yeah, bring it into they the bring zone. it in, yeah, yes. to kind of confuse the umps. I thought that was very very cool. Yep. Today it's today it's today it's Very cool. The Yellow Submarine. You ever saw that movie? I never watched it. Never seen it, huh? Nope. I remember a little bit of it. Would you have the, like the greeny meanies or something? The meanies, yeah, yeah. The meanies were the were the were the, uh, the bad guys, the antagonizers of the uh, of the epic tale uh-huh. of this land. I think the I forget it was under the under the sea, and I believe it was a Pepperland was the land that that oh, they were. Okay. And the band there would have been Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. It was all Beatle-themed. Sure. And it was the meanies were would throw some kind of torpedoes or projectiles. I forget what it was. It was either ch- uh, it was either apples or something that would freeze or convert the uh, hmm. the residents of Pepperland. Uh, they would render them into statues and. It would be colorless, so all the color of Pepperland 
was gone away. So then I think the way, if I remember correctly, some dude was dispatched, runs into Ringo Starr. This is probably making this shit up right now. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to give you a fast one on okay, this Okay, okay. He runs into Ringo Starr somewhere in, in Liverpool, and they jump onto this to this uh to this yellow submarine that takes them through these different lands to get to Pepperland okay. to save the day. And the way they save the day, obviously they're singing songs and whatnot. And uh, I think the last song is "All You Need Is Love," and that's how they they oh. beat the meanies that's, or that the, solves everything or the big meanie or something. You know, I don't. know. I think that's the whole thing. And it was all psychedelia. And if only that would solve everything. <laughs> if we could all just sit in a group and just sing "All You Need Is Love" and then just walk away all happy. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> We, we wouldn't be having any of these these social issues that we're having yeah, in America. I know. According to, uh, you know, according to social media, who cares about those? Uh, social media in the news, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, let's just go ahead and let's do a kumbaya with the Beatles, you know, in a yellow submarine. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you say that because in uh, 1970, Adam, yes. the New York Times reports on submarine churches, buddy. Did you know this? Submarine churches? Yes, inspired by the Beatles, yellow Fried submarine. Fried chicken under, under the... Under the sea? Is that what you're saying? The, a no, church's chicken? No, no, no. I'm talking about churches as in houses of worship churches. Oh, oh. <laughs> submarines, though. Yes. The submarine, yellow submarine churches. Wow. Okay. Yes. Their logos were variations of a submarine that turned into like a fishy fish, you know, because they were Christian-based as well. Members oh, okay. of these alternative churches are mostly young people involved in the counterculture movement, dude. The Free Church of Berkeley in California was the first and most popular submarine church. It even had a 24-hour hotline. The song and the movie embodied the values that these churches hold dear, which was unity, peace, liberation, and other things that were uh, very needed to change the, the social injustices of the time. Hmm. Okay. Now, this so. seems... Was it all distracting to have a church in a submarine because... All the submarine movies I've seen have like this. You only have like red light, and then you hear that little bing, I, bing, the, and, uh, then, and then everybody kind of sweats. There's like not a lot of air circulation in the submarine. I don't think the church's services were held inside of Red October. <laughs> these, are the only, these are the only submarines I think I they know. were by name, you know. So yeah, but they were mainly Christian churches that they may have taken some acid, maybe, I don't know, and then all of a sudden decided, well, you know what, this is a great concept for morality. Let's just go ahead and incorporate some of this beetle bullshit in here. Instead of putting and, the uh, church on a mount, you know, like in a high yeah. level, we're going to go below the sea. <laughs> we're going to get farther away from God <laughs> and go down. It wasn't literal, Adam. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of it all, these churches mostly all disappeared. And uh, or turned into uh, where uh, social counselors and whatnot were providing mm. assistance to the public. Wow. So they, they had a good purpose at the time. Maybe we need to bring back these submarine churches. I don't know yet. Exciting. We could bring some of this back anytime. Oh, 24-7. That's a hotline, too. The Boston hotline, baby. Smoking. Smoking. Very cool. Love it. Adam, 1971, buddy. April the 20th. Okay. 1971. 420. You got it, baby. <laughs> I'm sure there was some of this also going on in these submarine churches. I'm, <laughs> I would imagine. So anyway, five friends. Hot in that mode. Check this out. <laughs> With the red light on. <laughs> uh, five friends at San Rafael High School 
and California coined a term. Four twenty. You got it, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're following my cues, Adam. All right, I just love need it. To, just wake up, please. <laughs> I, already, I already said four twenty. I thought as it was a, something as else. A, as a euphemism for smoking pot. Okay. April the twentieth becomes popular, uh, a popular day to spark one, mm-hmm. and. So it happens at 4.20 in the afternoon. Why did it be, why, because of the time of day? I guess like so that's that, when you get out of school. I guess so, yeah. And you get and you got plenty of time. I thought they were trying to take back the day because it's also Adolf Hitler's birthday. Uh-huh. There's a lot there's a lot going back with that. There's uh there was I was reading that uh some believe it was the police code for pot smoking. We have a 420, we got a 420 over here. And and that's and that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, that wasn't the guys. That's that one movie. Uh, the kid drew dicks. Uh, bad something. <laughs> <laughs> Those cops. <laughs> I don't. Uh, did, yeah. <laughs> you I know, don't bad. Yeah, bad I somebody. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, re- I'll remember in a minute. Uh, yeah, okay. That guy Noah. Noah somebody's in that movie. Bad. Bad company. I don't know. We'll remember know. in a minute. But, but you know, those are. That, what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to say is, it's not those cops, Adam. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not those cops. So. No, 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 no. Smoking clocks in, Adam, at four minutes and twenty seconds as well. Oh, <laughs> do, do you think they planned this? What do you think about that? Wow, that is but great. Four twenty is celebrated as the day of stoner culture. That's right. So that's the main thing. So everybody who's a stoner that day would, you know, would take it as their holiday. It's like a meme now. It's like uh, four twenty is all. It's all about this meme thing. Mm-hmm. Like you could buy like this Dogecoin cryptocurrency. And we were going to send it to the moon on 420. That was the plan. You think so? I think it bottomed out. <laughs> I personally think that 420, you know, you went out there, you did your thing, you smoked your uh, loco weed, your crippy, whatever you want to call it, all the names that they're called now. You know, there's like 20 varieties of rock uh, musicians or rock bands that drain of weed is named after them. Okay. So, yeah. Kiss has I, I, I'm one. I'm sure Snoop Dogg has a, a no, line. No, these, no. I don't know if they were. I'm sure he does. But these were rock men. So there's like one called Motorhead. There's one called. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's after after these rock bands. So nothing that they own. It's just named after Yeah, them. it's named after Oh, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just uh, FYI, Adam. Okay. 421 is a surprise urinalysis test day. <laughs> I work. <laughs> <laughs> and 422, Adam? Yeah? Is you're unemployed for smoking oh, dope, you dumbass. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee. Settle down, <laughs> Yeah, here we go, Adam. Woo, that's good stuff. Oh, this is a song we know. Is it that segment already? <laughs> is it time to leave? I think we fast-forwarded a little bit. <laughs> Tommy, this is Good Times, Bad Times. Yes. Off oh, the self-titled debut LP, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, baby. And today... That I do know. Well, but I do know Professor Adam Lee Tate. Today we're going to talk about this particular song. April 5th, 1970. Good times, bad times. Oh, very cool, the, very cool. The very first Led Zeppelin single reached its chart peak of number 80. This was the first single? In USA. 
This is the the very first single released by Led Zeppelin. They weren't known for releasing singles, were they not? No, but as a new band, you know, you you've got this new album out there, and you're going to okay, throw yeah, out yeah, singles. Yeah. Like they did with their first few albums, they always throw out like a single per album or something like this. So it's a little yeah. a little feed for now the this chickens. was like this song, we know it, of course. It's a banger. It's a great song. Yeah. Um and after this time, I think, because I, in my early years, I always picked up uh, Zeppelin uh, bootlegs. I was always look for bootlegs in like this used record store. Okay. And I had that had like CD bootlegs, right? Right. So I'd go pick up all these things from all different eras of the touring. Right. And they played this song live at the beginning of their touring, like after their first album, into their second album, and then it went away. So this was their opener. Totally gone. Like it, they, they, they didn't play it live after a certain point. I think it was like around this time, like 1970. So it, it went away until they got back together for their final concert together with Jason Bonham on drums when they did their little reunion thing in 2012 at the O2 Arena in London. And it was the show opener. They started with this song, their very first single, their very first song. If When you drop the needle on the Led Zeppelin album, Side One, this is what you heard. Good times, bad times. Wow. Hey, Professor, is that, <laughs> is, is that going to be on the test, baby? <laughs> Class dismissed, baby. It's this That's very cool fact, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I shit. I, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I better step on my kiss game. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Adam, Alice Cooper with Elected, 1973. Adam, April the whoa, April the 21st, 1973. <laughs> Powered um, by a gnarly stage show, uh-huh. and the tracks "No More Mr. Nice Guy" and this one right here, "Elected." Yeah, Alice Cooper's album "Billion Dollar Babies" hit number one in America, dude. Wow. Then it hit number three in the UK. This is 1973, baby. That's way back then. That's a lot. Wow. That is absolutely crazy. I saw recently that there's like. Small, it's a small festival somewhere. It's going to be hosted by Eddie Trunk, and I think Alice Cooper is, it is small? like the yeah, because Alice Cooper is like the lead act on this festival, and I'm not sure where it's at. But I Oklahoma? saw, but I, but I saw some. Is it Rocklahoma? No, I saw some information on it. It was on Twitter. I don't know the location of it. I should have looked more closely, but I didn't. <laughs> you weren't thinking. But anyway, of, you weren't Alice thinking Cooper, about our listeners. There, Alice Adam. Cooper. Just, Shame on you. Just put out that new album, that Detroit Stories. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. So now he's uh, going to venture out and begin the touring. He's been promoing it, so yeah. I would say Alice Cooper is a great candidate for the Orpheum dude as a main act. His stage show would would fit that small stage that they have mm. there. It's not that big, is it? I mean, I don't know how much he wants to do with that. I mean, I don't really don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a stick. That's his thing. I know it would be cool to see him though. Just you know, yeah. Maybe just do maybe you know guillotine stuff. I don't know guillotine. Well, you got to have the big Frankenstein come out and all yeah, that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I take that back. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> I sleep all night and I work all, all right, Adam. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. <laughs> 
Adam, let's hear some more about these lumberjacks. We won't get to the part where he's wearing high heels and no, all that other stuff. No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Not yet. It's too long. <laughs> Monty Python. Anything that we could get with Monty Python in here, I will. That was classic. So, yes. Love it. Guess what? Who they sang this one with? Uh, I only know because it is written <laughs> for me when I, on my research. Georgie Harrison. George Harrison, man. George Harrison joined Monty Python, man, during their performance of the Lumberjack song, man. At the New York show. Isn't that cool? Harrison blended in as a member of the chorus. Now, check this out. Mm-hmm. Dressed as a Mountie, man. <laughs> Is that cool or what, man? Now, he had, I think, have we brought up on this show his relationship with Python? Because I think. I never. I, I think I, he I, funded. I, I have never heard you speak about that. No. I, I think he funded. He helped. The troupe? The, no. He helped fund the movie of Which, Life of Brian, I think. Why? Well, I didn't know that. Or maybe it was the Holy Grail. One of the two. It, they were short funds, and he volunteered the funds to get wasn't, the movie done. Wasn't the first one the Holy Grail? Yeah, I think so. It might but, have been that one. I can't remember if it was that one. But you, know, you would think that they would have highlighted that a few times already. Especially during maybe, having seen it that many times. or Maybe you know, maybe he just wanted to a keep documentary. it... Maybe he wanted to keep it low-key. wanted to keep it about the Monty Python troupe of, of actors. He said, I'll give you this money. Just keep it. Just try to keep it out of the press. You guys go out there, perform, make us laugh. I love you guys. I think that's pretty cool because you know that uh, I wanted to say that Steve Martin had a relation with the Eagles. And that's, you know, on this side. Really? Of the yeah. Deep, what, what did he, how did that in, work out? When they were trying to figure out a name for the Eagles. So he, he came up with Eagles? No. Uh, <laughs> they, well, the, the, way the, the, the way the story goes, and this is completely off the... This isn't even close in this history time, but okay. when they were trying to name the Eagles, I want to say Glenn Fry, and I want to say there was one more. They were out there with them, and and uh, they were walking through the Mojave. They were trying to come up with a name for the band, okay. the essence of the natives and the and the animals and nature and whatnot. They were inspired when they looked up and they said, "Hey, there's uh-huh. a bunch of eagles." So in uh, plural. And then Steve Martin uh, came up and said, well, I think you guys should, guys should be Hey, going. guys. Yeah, hey, guys. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, and he wanted, but he wanted, you guys should be the Eagles. Uh, and then Glenn Fry, you know, said, no, no, Eagles is good enough. But, you know, again, just the, the point is that just as George Harrison was with this comedy troupe, an incredibly famous and super funny comedy group as Monty Python's Flying Circus, George Harrison, Major Beetle. I thought that was just pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I jabbered through this whole deal. No, it was great. You know, if your child and all these shoes what a horrible segue. Who's singing here? Here's Tina Turner, baby, with the Who. And the Acid Queen. Speaking of Acid. Have you ever seen that movie? No. All right. It's Tommy, of course, but yes, I, haven't, it is I haven't got there yet. 1974, Adam. April the 22nd, 1974. Mm-hmm. The Who began filming the movie version of Tommy. With Tina Turner's with Tina Turner's turn as the Acid Queen, filmed first. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe because uh, maybe her tour schedule, something like to that effect. Probably why they had her do it first. So they filmed her parts first. Mm-hmm, yeah. oh, okay, that's how they started. The task of producing the complex soundtrack drove Pete Townsend. Uh, to another nervous breakdown. So he's no, he, you know, he's he's the musician with the breakdowns. Oh my god! Yeah, Tommy was the fourth studio album by the Who. It was released uh, first on 23 May 1969. The album 
was mostly composed by guitarist Pete Townsend, and it is a rock, a rock opera that tells the story of uh, little Tommy Walker, a deaf, dumb, and blind boy included his experience with life and relationships. I bet he can smell like a motherfucker, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Smell Day as well. <laughs> Also in 1993, on April the 22nd, 1993, the Broadway version of Time, okay. uh, based on the Who's album as well, opened in St. James Theater. So, hmm. very cool. Genius. I didn't know that. Take a seat, Adam, we all know who this is, baby. We this should is the know. Ramones, 1976, baby. Uh-huh. April the 23rd, 1976. Okay. Matter of fact, they had a version of Elected as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we could have used that version. <laughs> we could put them side by side. Yeah. <laughs> the Ramones released their self-titled debut album, The Punk Rock Landmark, filled with frantic two-minute songs like this one right here, Blix, yeah. Blitzkrieg Bop, and the beat, and a beat on that brat was the other one. Thus, being credited with creating the punk sound. We spoke about the uh, Ramones last week with Joey Ramones' death. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd throw that in there. It was really cool. So, Yes. These these songs are all like real just rippers just for like a minute and a half. There's also... <laughs> yeah, it's done. If that. Two minutes is too long. <laughs> these guys and Iron Maiden's well, formula... You want to say more? Yeah. What? These guys don't go into that formula. No. <laughs> not, not at all. This weekend... Oh yeah! Yes! It's ominous sounding, Tommy. Tommy, let me guess. This is your song. 100,000 years, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love this song, too, baby. Woo! Adam, April the 19th, 1985. Okay. Kiss releases. All right. Kiss Animalize Live. Uncensored baby oh. on VHS. Oh wow! <laughs> no makeup on this one. They're they're regular dudes. Yep, that's okay. the thank you because that's the that was the catch of this one. This was the this was like their first unveiling of, of this. This or is a, a it's, it's like a concert video of their tour but. of their tour and regular uh, you know. But this was the first tour where they were minus makeup. Mm-hmm. They were dressed up with all the animal prints and whatnot. So oh, okay. I saw that tour, by the way. Wow. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was cool. Now, no. now, did that lose anything for you? Did, did you feel like I never, these I, are not the guys that I really followed? Or I it... did not see Kiss in makeup until 1997. <laughs> oh, so that's the only way that you really knew them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, I knew them oh, by, I, I, by their I makeup know. for TV and uh and these other, you know, posters and everything else that was out there, magazines and but you know, I didn't when I saw them live. Were I, they were they less larger than life, not in huge platform shoes or anything like this? 
I think I told you this. The first concert that I saw, Eric Carr was playing the drums in this. I want to say it was on, I want to say Lick It Up. Okay. Was it Lick It Up? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I know it was like the drum riser was a tank. Yes, you did bring this up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's how it's still fresh in my mind. It's very impressionable. And same as the show is now, Gene Simmons is stage right. You know, Paul Stanley at the time. When I saw him, Mark St. James was still playing. Bruce Kulick hasn't come on yet. But did they have the stage theatrics that they had? Was there blood spitting oh, and all this stuff? Yes, a kiss oh, okay. show, dude. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, yes. All that's the important things. That's never going to fail. I thought that was just the uh, no. duty of the demon no, to no, spit the no, blood no, no, and no. the fire. And fire stuff. breathing the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it's, it, the costumes don't make the superpowers. It's the people that make the superpowers. Oh, you know okay. okay. That's the word. Also, on uh, April the 24th of, I want to say, 1992, Eric Singer played officially his first show with Kiss in a club up there in San Francisco. And he's he held so, the seat for the whole time he, since? After Eric Carr, yeah, uh, he was, Eric Singer came on and finished or did almost all the drumming on, I want to say Revenge. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Domino. Domino. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I look at you, you know, okay. the song, Unholy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's Unholy. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah like so, that. and then after that, he came off again uh, to give it back to Peter Chris Peter because Chris they were the reunited. Reunion, then after yeah. that, he came back again. So, his first official stint, though, was back in 1992. Then he came back twice uh, after that. So, mm. very cool, I think. So, yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. That's our day in history. Adam, all metalheads know this one. You know this song? I do, absolutely. (laughs) MTV's Headbangers Ball. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Yeah. I was reading it this week, and I said, wow, 1987. April the 18th, 1987. Uh, MTV finally acknowledges the existence of heavy metal. Of heavy metal. That's right. Yeah. And gave them a little yes. three-hour segment. <laughs> With the debut of Headbangers Ball, a weekly show dedicated to the heavy metal genre, which is really hard rock genre, stuff like that, which is now classic rock. Now, was it initially just hosted by guest uh, artists? Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of. Okay. In a way, it was a musical television program consisting the hard rock music videos from well-known artists at the time. According to the unofficial fan site, the inaugural show featured clips by Cinderella. Sure. Dokken. Fits the genre. White Snake oh, accepts good. balls to the wall. Kiss. Tears are falling. Oh, love it. And Poison. Talk dirty to me, amongst others. It was also hosted by none other than Lemmy. The first episode? That's right. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, 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 How come yeah, he didn't yeah. say Motorhead? They didn't play anything uh, from Motorhead yeah, they on did. there? Oh, okay. They were in humorous form when they did it, so they were kind of like, you know. How blasted was he? Uh, Wasn't he drinking whiskey the whole time? He was probably pretty bad, yeah. (laughs) He started one segment wearing swimming goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Headbangers Ball. I you know I enjoyed Headbangers Ball. It was really good. It was what three hour show. Was it uh, Saturday night or was it? It was Friday? Saturday night. Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, Saturday nights. Yeah, that was that so, was my favorite time to watch the MTV. That's man, for sure. Nineteen eighty seven. You were what? A twelve years old? Twelve, Maybe. thirteen years old? Yeah, yeah, thirteen. I was already in my twenty. They would have played this for sure, Adam. You think so? Absolutely. That's row with Queen, baby. In the concert to life. We will rock you. A 
watch the video of this, Tommy. Huge crowd. And you got fired up. And the clapping in, in sync, sync, total synchronicity where they hold the hands open and then they do the two claps. Oh, Is gosh. he in the leather kilt in this one? This one, he was uh, wearing like the tidy whitey uh, oh, the football white thing? shorts and then like the Guns N' Roses short leather jacket on top oh. with the tidy whitey shorts on the bottom. <laughs> had, a, had a nice beard stubble going. Yeah. Says the remaining members of Queen held a concert for life, Adam, mm -hmm. at Wembley Stadium, at Wembley Stadium in London. It raised money for AIDS awareness in honor of their fallen frontman, the late great Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, in that concert, also played was David Boyle, Elton John, as you already know, Guns N' Roses actually did a set, mm -hmm. George Michael, Metallica, etc., etc. Mm. It was a really good. I mean, I, I have it in VHS around here somewhere. VHS that you purchased, uh -huh. like the whole concert? Yes, yep, yeah, I sure man. did. It was really good, man. So, that yep. was, That's really good. They actually, I think it showed it on MTV as well. That's where I think I first saw it, then I then I had the VHS of it. Yeah, so. I caught parts of it, and I wanted to see people. Did, did they have multiple venues, or was it all in no, Wembley No, it was in Wembley, yeah. It was, the okay. whole thing was in Wembley from top to finish. Can you imagine the after party? But Can you imagine just the party period going through those few days of these musicians all getting together? It has to be mind-blowing. Do you think that's the way it worked? Or do you think that artist comes in, they sit in the backstage for a second, go on stage, play their set, and then they leave? I think it was or too... Or do you think they hang out? I think it was too huge not to hang out. Hmm. I mean, we're, maybe. We're speculating on this one, but, you know, yeah. I, I would think that just, just... You don't get that many powerhouses other than maybe, what is it, a Farm Aid or a, uh, a Live Aid or something. Sure. But this was specifically for to honor one guy, which was Freddie Mercury. There had to be something. Now that all participated, I don't think so. You had bands that weren't even getting along, so why would they even do that there, you know? Exactly. Just because. Adam, you know what this is, baby? This is Stone Temple Pilots. It is. Live with Plush. 1996, Adam. After being forced to cancel shows, Stone Temple Pilots issued a statement saying that lead singer Scott Whalen has become unable to rehearse or appear for these shows due to his dependency on drugs. That's a throw under the bus big time. Now, it's 96. Mm -hmm. So this was before he was kicked kicked out and then he he uh, went over to Slash and Duff. What was it? Uh, what was it called? Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. That's right. And then he unceremoniously left them and went back to Stone Temple Pilots after uh -huh. that. Check this out. Currently under a doctor's care and a medical facility is what the statement. That's what they did? Of what, yeah, what the statement read. So, you know, he thought this was a big-ass betrayal. Oh, he said, okay. the hell with this shit. And then the relationship turned rocky. And that was the end of that. At least that first go around. Wow. That's crazy. I, I told you that my one brush with celebrity was attending the Stone Temple Pilots and Megadeth concert at the Cotillion in Wichita, Kansas. I went after the Stone Temple Pilots set. I went to the general restroom. Oh, yeah, I remember now. And, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A red-haired guy that just got off stage saddled up next to me in the next urinal, and he urina <laughs> urinated right next to me. Scott Weiland was right there. I should have dropped him a card for like like a halfway house or something or a dr <laughs> drug, drug treatment plan, but yeah, that was my brush with uh, celebrity. You probably, you probably got a little uh, spray on you. <laughs> Adam, we're going to go back a few years here in 1993, April the 20th, 1993, okay. baby. Aerosmith released Get a Grip, baby. 
Get a Grip. That's right. The follow-up to Pump. Their 11th studio album, which became their best-selling album to date with sales of over, it says here, 20 million. What? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't I, we just talk about I, yeah. Toys in the it Attic? This didn't make any sense. And it was like 7 million or something like this? This has to be some kind of typo. Yeah, that must be worldwide sales. And or this something. was copy and paste, by the way. The album, which featured hits "Living on the Edge" and "Crazy," also featured guests Don Henley and Lenny Kravitz. Did it? Yep. I didn't know uh, guys were featured on the album. I know that, and I have it around here somewhere. I know I have it too, and it, it's the one that has the nipple the, pier- the yeah, nipple piercing the on the cow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song on there by Joe Perry, like "Gotta Love It" or something. It's the Joe Perry. He gets to sing a song every once in a while. That's my favorite song oh, on, yeah. on the whole album. It's fantastic. Yeah, that CD, I actually won it on a KICT 95. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, they had, how did you do that? They had some show on Monday nights that was called Like It or Launch It. Oh, yeah? I would call in every once in a while, and I would win. I don't know what it was, but I had that luck. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you another story. I forgot the guy's name, and I remembered his name not too long ago. Oh, because I ran into Jan Harrison, the former DJ the in DJ? the morning show. Sure. Yeah. And she was doing some promo around town. I don't know what it was. Anyway, and I asked for this guy. I remembered his name. I can't remember exactly his name now, but every once in a while pops into my head. I know I was hanging out in San Antonio. Okay. I was sitting down there. I guess it's the the Alamo Plaza. Have you been down San Antonio? I have. The River Walk area? No, 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 no. This is close to the Alamo. So it's a little, it's a little, sure. The plaza has some, you know, bars and whatnot. I had parked my car. In front of this bar, we're going to get something to eat. And this guy comes out and he says, Cedric County, Kansas, because he could see the, the sticker, the, the SG, and okay. a, a sticker on my license plate. And I, and I recognize the voice. He says, hey, you're the DJ, uh, whatever his name was. He says, yeah, yeah, that's me. And we sat down to talk, and we started talking about, like, like it and launch it. and this in, other in San Antonio. In San Antonio, of all places. Wow. So then he said to me, he said, hey, uh, when you're in town, come on by. And I'll see what I what I could get for you. And I said, sure, that'd be cool. So I, you know, I actually did take them up on it. And that's when they had the station out there by where the Cotillion is, out there on One Fifty Third or whatever that is out there. I don't what well, I don't know what that street is out there or that okay that road or whatever it may right. be. Way out west. Sure, so it was out there. Yeah. Okay. So I got to go in there a couple of times, and it was really cool. So wow, it was that's my brush with uh, with DJ greatness, DJ of, celebrity of yeah here in town. <laughs> but you know, I just this I just again I'm I'm flashing back like just like last week because this CD is I want it on like it or launch it. I just remember that like right now. So mm. yeah, I don't know. It's really good. This is turning into Tommy flashback podcast. <laughs> When it's always Metallica, dude. Love that drum sound, Uh, don't uh, you? uh, uh, uh. I'm trying to tie myself down here so I can read this. (laughs) Metallica with some kind of monster. Thank you, Adam. 2001, Adam. Mm -hmm. April the 23rd, 2001. Metallica started recording their album, Saint Anger. Yes. Which turned into some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. Frontman James Hetfield ended up in rehab during the sessions, and the bands only completed it uh, with the help of psychiatrists who talks them through the issues in group therapy. That was the actual did movie. You like, did you like that movie? Yeah, they ha- it's on Amazon right now. I think yeah. it's either on Amazon or on uh, it's on one of those channels. I don't know, one of those streaming services. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. You saw a lot of the inner turmoil and things, like how they would 
but it seemed like they had like a good grounding on how they were handling problems. Like they weren't throwing things. They weren't. It wasn't like young Metallica going after each other or anything. This was like they were at least kind of talking it out because <laughs> they had the they had the psychiatrist with them right twenty four yeah, seven yeah, yeah. all like, all the time. He was just there, like on staff. <laughs> I always associate this album with that movie and The Sopranos. Whoa. The Sopranos? Why do you make this connection? Because when I started watching The Sopranos, whenever it was to me, 1999, I, I forgot, whenever The Sopranos came out. Okay. The first scene is when Tony Soprano is in The Psychiatrist with, okay, Dr. Okay. with Dr. Milfi. Milfi, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I just associate that with The I don't know what it is, man. I really don't know. I know it's really. See, I know it see, sounds kind of wrong. Seeing the shrink on the screen just correlates. No, no, it no it was just like no. I'm just like here's this extremely violent dude, <laughs> a mafia guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you know James Hetfield and them were extremely violent, but it's that volatility of. Uh, oh, they just threw a big word at you, Adam. Yeah, oh, look at I this. Hope that, yeah. I think it's just my tired, just my <laughs> mental tiredness that that's helping me, you know, through this. I, I felt Metallica coming through me, and I was gonna. I, I started getting wound up, and I said, "Let me relax a little bit. I don't have the energy." Today. Maybe we should get a psychiatrist on staff, and then they could talk us through. We had one, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now look what's happening. Jeremy, Jeremy would have sat, sat you down through a few year sessions here. Look what's happening now. No kidding. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool song. Michael McDonald's singing on this one, right? What a yeah. fool believes by what the Doobie Brothers. Fool believes. That's right. Hey, you fool! He came from back in long There's always a big joke of Michael McDonald, the, the <laughs> white dude with the black voice. <laughs> now check this out. This uh, this uh, story. Has nothing to do with the Doobie Brothers. No, no. Wait a minute, it's 420. That's what, I, that's what we're doing again. <laughs> Doobie. That's, that's why we skipped over the any, any story with the Doobies. <laughs> By the way, their name also came about because of their love for the local weed. And they were all hippies at the time. And some dude that wasn't a musical dude that was hanging out with them when they were trying to figure out what the name of the group was going to be. Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it Steve? <laughs> Maybe it was Steve Martin's cousin. I don't know. He said, hey, you guys should be called the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> How <laughs> I wonder if you got any credit on that. I don't know. Anyway, check this out, man. U.S. President George Bush, right? George W. H.W.? No. W. 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 Was denied, Adam, uh-huh. a luxury suite at the Imperial Hotel in Vienna. You know why he was denied that? No. Because Sir Mick Jagger was in town of the and the Rolling Stones <laughs> he were had, touring, and he had booked it first. He was occupying hey, the suite. What, what do you believe? You must be some fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. George Bush denied. Holy God. We go, we go to a U.S. president being denied to toilet paper. The toilet paper is gone, Tommy. <laughs> oh, 2007, Adam. April 24, 2007. 
Cheryl Crow said a ban on using too much toilet paper should be introduced to help the environment. Where was Cheryl Crow last year? Whoa. Do you think she was having She's some kind of, of a, a nervous breakdown with all the toilet paper disappearing from the uh, racks? Well, she doesn't want the toilet paper, right? So she wants yeah. she wants the racks cleared. She doesn't <laughs> want people to use the toilet paper, it apparently. Wasn't, but it wasn't because of a ban. <laughs> now, who decides how much toilet paper is right and what is wrong? I don't know. The singer suggested using only one square per restroom visit. <laughs> <laughs> one square? <laughs> what? That's right. Except, of course. What's that going to do? Uh, check this out. On those pesky <laughs> occasions where two or three could be required. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't know that technique where you take the roll off of the off of the little spindle thing and then you wrap it around your hand I, I, like 15 I not, times. I guess not. <laughs> Crow made the comments on her website after touring the US on a biodiesel powered bus to raise awareness about climate change. It's, it's completely wacky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, limiting our toilet paper. Can you imagine? One square. You know, she. Uh, hello, uh, Cheryl Crow. Haven't you heard about something called Taco Tuesdays? <laughs> <laughs> it's burrito action, baby. Here's a song for Cheryl Crow. American Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> From Green Day. How, how fitting. <laughs> oh, out of 2010, buddy. Yes. I love this song. April 20th, 2010, the stage adaptation of Green Day's American Idiot Rock Opera. Mm, officially, rock opera. yes, officially opened in Broadway just a year after its debut in the Berkeley Repertory Theater in California. Now so some, it took it a year for it to make it from, from almost obscurity up to Broadway. Now, when these, thing, these things hit the stage, they could stay there for years and years and just run constantly. How long did this thing run? I'm glad you asked us because on April 24th, 2011, a year later, uh-huh. the musical closed after 422 performances. Oh, to 422. No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it to 420. Damn it. It wasn't 420, no. <laughs> no 421, no 422. The, the two dates you don't want to run into. I love this song, man. It's a great song, man. Tommy, let's take it down a little bit. Let's, let's take this. This is somber. This is a somber, somber point in the podcast. This is inspirational right here. Yeah. Because we need something to believe in. Like Poison tells us. Like Brett Michaels. <laughs> right. We can believe in Brett Michaels. George Brett. I don't believe his hat and his scarf, though. <laughs> He's hiding something under there. <laughs> Uh, 2010, uh, Adam, April the 22nd, 2000, 2010. Okay. Poison lead singer Brett Michaels suffered a brain a brain hemorrhage that nearly killed him. I didn't know that. Mm. After almost two weeks in intensive care. This mm. was, so he had the hemorrhage and went into uh, to the ICU. He was it made, due to an accident or he just... He just had a brain hemorrhage. It doesn't say of what he, he had it from. Had a bleed. I don't... Mm, well... He made a full recovery through after those two weeks. So, and that's pretty. That's obvious. pretty lucky. That's pretty obvious because we saw him a couple of years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Now check this. This is the best part of this right here, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the ordeal, he leaves his headband on. Oh. <laughs> Explaining, if I'm going out, I want to go out rocking. <laughs> 
either that or the paparazzi. I don't know. Yeah. Drag it out. Oh, God. What is this? Who is this rapping, Adam? This is a song by Ariana Grande. Oh. Right there. And you said it's somebody like Big Sean. Big Sean. That's the guy's name. Yeah. Guy. Oh, wow. Ariana Grande. We haven't uh, visited with Ariana Grande in a while in this podcast. No, we haven't. No. Ariana Grande isn't even third birthday material. You know that? Does she, does she have an Instagram? She's, she's good looking and everything, but she's not. She needs some plastic parts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and about uh, maybe she needs to eat the whole donut uh, <laughs> instead of just licking it when she walks into the donut shop. And about sixty more pounds, <laughs> maybe seventy. <laughs> uh, Big Sean, check this out on April the thirteenth, two thousand and fourteen. Uh, please turn that down. Mr. Oh, I'm sorry. Professor. I thought you were enjoying I, the, I, your I, I Ariana Grande. I can't hear myself. She can hit those notes, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. She's a talented singer. Yeah, she is. Uh, I loved her on, uh, she was on kids' shows on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was on that show called Victorious. Mm-hmm. She was my favorite person on that show. No kidding. Yeah, I loved that show. Which one was that one? Uh, was she like kitten? She was, she was like. Like kitten or cat? Cat. Okay. Yeah. She was I've a, seen it. She yeah. was a ditzy, uh, no nothing, but like the she could belt out the songs when they were performing. Oh, she actually sang on that show. Sang too? on the show, sure, sure. Oh, I didn't know that. Really I didn't pay that much. Really good. To it, so yeah, I, if I would have seen that, I would have said, "Oh, that's a record." <laughs> 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 I would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Big Sean becomes the first rapper to perform at the White House, Adam, on April the thirteenth, two thousand and fourteen, when he duets. With uh, none other than Adriana Grande hmm. on this song that we just heard that was called Right There at their annual Easter egg hunt. Really? Yeah. 2014? Mm-hmm. The first rapper to, to spits, to do the spitting. Not NWA, not Ice-T, not Two Life Crew, not Old Dirty Bastard, not even Snoopy D-O-double-G, Adam. At the White House, I think it's the same idea as uh, having Chicago perform at, but this at is Carnegie those, Hall. But this isn't like we're bringing in a rapper because he's just accentuating the song. It's an Ariana Grande song, right? And she's singing the song again. This is a, this is another one of those dipping your toe in the water to test it. And we're going to bring in the rapper. The rapper will be there. He'll come in two minutes into the song. He'll he'll spit a little bit of fire. Well, this one. <laughs> and, well, then then, and then he'll leave. Now, check this out. This is the Obama White House. Right. They were the ones actually uh, hosting this little shingding. Sure. Now, I want to hear some of the lyrics that... Uh, oh, I would. That uh, Big Sean spit it yeah. that day, even What'd though he, they were taking a chance. What do you say? Yeah, because I'm sure they, if, if, if Ariana Grande was there, I'm sure uh, uh, Obama, whatever the daughter's names were, I forgot their names. I'm sure they were, you know, at an sure. attendance. Sure, sure, sure. Now check it out. It says, "Would you catch me before the pavement?" What? That's what Ariana. Her part is what? Oh, okay. If my Benz turned back to public transportation, what? Mm, right, right, good. right. Yeah. Would you still be home for me with the candles waiting? What? I guess this song is about maybe being there for your couple. Oh, she'll maybe. be right there. Yeah, yeah, right there. So then. And this is a great part. Your life right is going to shit, but I'll still be right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so check this, this Check this lyric right here. I wonder if they beat them on this one. And get my mind back adjacent, the place of a young visionary, a player too. You know, I have some girls in missionary. Oh. Oh. oh my. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so switch from what to oh. <laughs> <laughs> my black book and numbers thicker than the dictionary. 
Oh, that's wow. some rhyming. That's, that's, <laughs> that's some rhyming spits right there. That's a lot of hoes. And by. Catch body hoes. And Bible, I got it recycled. <laughs> I love it. I like you too. Wow. Uh, how wholesome. In <laughs> the White House. I know. Right in front of the first children. <laughs> I think their gamble did pay off that day. Clap your hands, somebody. Oh, yeah, Clap baby. Clap your hands. Adam, we didn't use the. Come uh, on. We didn't use the uh, somber music for Prince. We couldn't do that. With we the need, Prince, we need somber music? We, 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 because this is a sad story, Adam. Oh. April 18th, 2016, Prince was found dead as, at his home in Minnesota. He was also age 57, just like Shock G. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had pain, right? Pain, yep. Painkillers, pain that was his thing? Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. After police were summoned to his Paisley Park estate and found his body in a lift. That's weird. Elevator. Mm. Elevator. The, the acclaimed and influential musician became a global superstar in the 80s and albums such as uh, Purple Rain, 1999s, amongst others mm-hmm. that were up to 30. April the 18th, 2016. He is Prince beloved by many. Him. Yeah. Many, many, many love him. Yep. Rest in peace, Bill. The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. <laughs> the government totally sucks. <laughs> ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get I love, I love Tenacious D, man. He oh. <laughs> ben Franklin was smoking the weed. You hear that? He likes it. He was on 420. <laughs> the original 420. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but you know, uh, Benjamin Franklin, yeah, was a player, you know. He was a crazy dude. He, oh, he, he, he liked, liked the, to party. He liked the ladies. Oh, yeah. He liked to go over to Paris and like uh, visit the brothels. Absolutely. Sure. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Back, <laughs> I guess. Back in 1776. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get on this boat. <laughs> Hopefully, in about 48 days, I'll be there. <laughs> to party. <laughs> you better party after that long boat ride. Oh, man, the government sucks by Tenacious D. I don't agree with them, but, you know, it is what it is. You don't agree that the government sucks? No, no, I don't. I, don't. I mostly think the government sucks. <laughs> Those damn government employees. <laughs> They're the ones that give the bad names to the government. Mostly the officials. Mostly, yeah. like, the elected people. <laughs> Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, Adam. Oh, sweaty Teddy. In April 19, 2017, baby. Mm-hmm. Join none other than Sarah Palin okay. at the White House, where they got a personal tour from President Trump. Donald Trump, <laughs> sure. Nugent and Rock, steadfast supporters of Trump. No way, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed a four-hour visit that includes a tour, policy discussion, and fancy dinner with the president. The dessert was guess what? Baked Alaska in honor of Palin's uh, home state. According to Nugent, amongst hmm. the topics discussed are Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, square hunting. Squirrel, squirrel hunting? Okay. S- squirrel hunting, not square hunting. <laughs> All right. Guns, Russia, border security. We had somebody keeping the minutes of this meeting? There was somebody was, I would hope so. was constantly there? I would hope so. I'd like to see. I, would, I just want to know, I've never had a baked Alaska. What is a baked Alaska? Baked Alaska, you're going to make me Google that, aren't you? I don't know. I wouldn't know, but that's what they I thought. Have, when, what whenever they I heard for. of baked Alaska, I thought it was like an entree. I didn't know it was a dessert. Mm, I thought it was like a fish. <laughs> Is that a dessert? Didn't you say there was a dessert? Yeah, but until today, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Baked Alaska, no also known as omelet Norwegian, omelet surprise. <laughs> omelet Virgin? 
that's also fitting. Oh my god. Or omelet cyberlene, depending on the country, is a dessert consisting of ice cream and cake topped with brown merengue. <laughs> Ice cream and meringue. what makes that particularly Alaskan? It just depends on what country it's from. So it could be baked Puerto Rico. I don't know. Oh. It could be baked Kansas. It could be baked, you know, I don't know, squirrel. Hmm. But yeah, these guys were uh, were touring, touring the White the House. The White House, and you know, Gene four said, hour on a four hour tour. You know, exactly, and and they didn't get lost. <laughs> and they weren't on Gilligan's <laughs> Island at the end. Gene Simmons went to the White House and he didn't get this treatment. Hmm, I wonder why. I mean. With Trump, yeah, did not really. I don't. But and it was. But I mean, those guys, they you know, they campaigned and the whole deal. So I could see where. Yeah, they were kind of vocal supporters. They were big time. The most vocal supporters. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast Time Machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up. It's about to get real heavy. Give us some volume. That's what I'm talking about. You pulled out the big guns this week, I tell you. It's just week after week. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that that brief hiatus that I took on the uh, on the Kenny Reggaetona, <laughs> that was fortunately you weren't here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was, that was a different different animal. That fortunately show. It was a great record, except. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Well, everybody knows this as Iron Maiden. You know it. Last week, Adam, we went to... Where'd we go? Judas Priest, baby. Oh, yeah, Judas Priest. Come on now, God Oh, you... Yes, the metal priest. This is the story of the metal priest. I plan on not... (laughs) This week, I have done everything possible, Adam, to control any flashbacks of Iron Maiden. That's good, because you're flashing back (laughs) about three minutes ago (laughs) about other stuff. Evidently, it's not working. (laughs) Uh, Adam, what is this Iron album? Maiden's Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, baby. Yeah. That's right. Released April 11th, uh, 1988 on EMI Records, baby. Excuse me. I'm sorry. On April the 23rd is when it was released. Okay. It went number one on the rock album chart, their second number one LP. Total. Wow, only two? Okay, yeah, that's, well, that's this is, shocking yeah, this to is me. 19, this is 1988. So. But we had so many great albums before this. We had the mm-hmm. Number of the Beast and Peace of Mind. and the, Well, the first one's probably, they were too, not, their profile wasn't that high, I guess. Yeah, this time, wow. they're, yeah, they're destroying Brazil by then. Good Lord. Yeah. A concept album inspired yeah. by the novel Seven Sun. Okay. By Orson Scott Card. By the way, uh, huh? <laughs> Iron Maiden also uh, got their name from another novel too. Uh, I forget what the actual name of the mo- the. Uh, I novel thought it was, was an instrument of death. It is. It is. Oh, so okay. they, they, they pulled it out of that one novel, and it was Steve Harris. So he was trying to find. I, I think. Uh, 
I don't know, some had some crazy name the band was called Silent or something. I can't remember what it was called, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Long story short is that's how they got they they got their name from a from a novel. Anyway, okay. uh the record incorporates elements of progressive rock. Sure. All right, scene sure. in length and complex structure of the title track, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. With that song, by the way, runs a whopping nine minutes nine and minutes, fifty-two right? seconds, Adam. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Ooh, here it is right here. Oh, this is really good. It was also Iron Maiden's first album to include keyboards. Did you know that? I didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead and play. Uh, go ahead and play Moonchild. Moonchild. Yeah. Oh, go ahead yeah. and play Moonchild. Go ahead. Oh, well, that's the intro. You know they're talking about. Sure. This, so it, it starts and ends with this. By the way, gonna this album. Advance a bit. Here it is. You hear him? Okay. Who's handling the keyboards? Uh, I believe, I want to say it was Adrian Smith, if I remember correctly. It might have been, uh, hmm. let me see who handled keyboard. That's, that's a good question. Hmm. That is a damn good question. They have so much texture in their song with the, the thumping bass and the three guitar attack that they really hadn't needed to incorporate anything like keyboards before. They must have just been creatively needing some sort of a new outlet, perhaps, or something like this. Well, since this is categorized as Iron Maiden's progressive rock album, and I don't, re- I, I really can't say that. I, I can't see that personally because the, the, the song structure the seems to be the same. And the keyboards are not prominent, and there is some classic okay. sounding uh, galloping because that's really what what it is for me the Iron Maiden sound, the gallop, uh, sure. the rocking gallop mm-hmm. of uh, Steve Harris and Nico McBrien as they you know, provide that foundation for that rhythmic riff attacks that uh, Metallica is known for. So this is Moonchild, and this had, had that keyboard at the beginning. I don't know if you caught that or not. Me, like I told you, I go every single week and I revisit these. I didn't these, know that uh, that was the... First appearance of keyboards on a uh, Iron Maiden album. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I was able to provide for you some uh, some good information. Some good information. Uh, I, actually, I didn't know either, <laughs> and I had heard this album a bazillion, a hundred thousand times. times. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this song right here, Moonchild, uh, it was the first uh, track off of uh, off of this. Uh, off of this record, yes, it was. So anyway, to uh, to so you make, said this is a concept album based on a, a novel, a book, mm-hmm. Seventh Son, the Seventh Son by Orson Scott Card. What does that have to is, do? Is it some sort of a uh, uh, prophecy of some sort? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's the okay. way. Yeah, that's the that's. I, I think that with Iron Maiden, Adam, I learned more about uh, prophetic <laughs> plagues and. These horrible things within the uh, uh, that the, that God showers upon sinners. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to uh, to Metallica, to, Metallica to, to Iron Maiden. Yeah. So yes, it's. Uh, I think uh, what was this novel about? Real quick, I read that too this week. I forgot. Anyway, but that Steve Harris had read it, and he built this whole album around this. Is that, where, is that where he usually finds all of his influences in uh, uh, literature? A lot of a lot of bands find their uh, their uh, inspiration in literature. Metallica, one one for sure. 
So, okay. you know. So it says here the keyboards was, yeah, by Adrian Smith. I was right. Wow. So, yeah. Very good. I kind of took a jab at that. Because, I mean, he's the most, I, I, I think Adrian Smith is probably the most, without causing a big stir, he's probably the most talented guitarist on that, on that, in that group. I don't know. Could be wrong. Well, probably. I think he takes most of the leads, doesn't he? He's he does, like the yeah, primary yeah. lead guitarist. Even though, yeah, even though Dave Murray's pretty awesome. Was it so. around was it around this time, this album, where the band started to fracture a bit? Like uh -huh. they started yeah. to break a little bit? I, I think Adrian Smith left after this one. And so did Bruce Dickinson. No, no, Bruce Dickinson left after uh what was the album? Fear of the that, Dark. Um probably Fear of the Dark, because that's where they Fear of the Dark was used in what uh, what horror movie? Oh jeez, I don't know. Oh man. Anyway, let's 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 not go. Let's not super flashback. If not, I'll be googling but, but this. But you said Adrian Smith was he leaving. Had, yeah, after he this left. Album? He left after this album. I want to say after this album, maybe after the next one. So uh, hmm. he may, yeah, he may have left after No Prayer for the Dying. I don't know. Did I get okay. that right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So, but great song, Moonchild. Also love it. Star size, nice and slow. And it does, you know, what we've always been talking about, Iron Maiden does. They mood shift you, sure. mood swing you, song to song. What are you playing there right now? I can't hardly We moved out. on to the next one. Infinite it's Dreams. Infinite Dreams. Yeah. Same deal. Another moody, melodic yeah. entry. Starts a little slow, and then yes. it picks up again. So picks yeah. up again, yes. And then the first one that you play comes um, right after that. It's Can I Play With Madness. The one that just shouts at you. Yes. Uh, one of the big concert uh, performances. They'll Do play this in know, concert often. I don't think they played this song when we went up to I Oklahoma. I don't think so either. But couldn't you see this as being a big a I concert could, yes. favorite? Oh, my God. Because you always, you always go back and you see those footages of uh, those concerts in Brazil. Usually in Rio. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's where you'll where see people the, losing the their freaking mind. Yes. It, it might be that they just play these especially for Rio. I don't know. Just be. to keep those people absolutely freaking crazy down there. Because yep. it would be... Iron Maiden is also one of those groups that you could go... You, you and I sat through a, a Maiden show. Mm -hmm. You could sit through there and, and immediately recognize what they're going to play with. And they will throw in new ones. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, I they mean, throw I'd, in I'd hope ones. so for their sake. I, know, I, I would probably not like to play the same set over and over so, every night. And I thought it was pretty cool. So anyway, but uh, yeah... <laughs> The the next one after that is one of my favorites. Oh, evil that men do. This is fantastic. This song isn't that isn't uh, that 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 song tells you that you know what man, the world is pretty fucked up. There's some bad people out there. There's a really <laughs> bad people. It's not peace and love. It's not you know yellow submarine where you go and save Pepperland. We just say all you need uh, is love. You're right. Yeah. Right, you right. know this is like you know what. Living on the razor's living on the razor's. We're just gonna edge. let you know, there's evil that men do. <laughs> You're gonna come in contact with it. It's out there. Prepare yourself for this. You We're know, gonna do it with this auditory assault. It's it's <laughs> it's it's living on the razor's edge, balancing on the ledge. <laughs> I love that part of the song. Like, yeah. Here's the gallop. Here's the yep. classic gallop of it's Tip typical it's, it is, maiden you sound. Not it's. As a matter of fact, just take away the vocals and you know immediately. Mm -hmm. It's and he's praying for the dude, you know. Yeah, here's the part. Here's the, here's the right part. Balancing on the 
Anyway, uh, the guy, I think, the, the way this song goes is, is he's speaking to some kind of a mage, somebody, a sage, a, uh, somebody right. that uh, is a, kind a of A magic like, person. Kind of like, uh, hey, I need to tell you this, but because you need to know this. You know, it's part of the story and whatnot. So it's be careful because there's some dudes out there doing some really bad stuff. Okay. I think that's the way that whole goes. I mean, I don't want to go into all the lyrics and all that anyway. I love that song. Yeah, so one of my favorites. Then, right then Seventh Son of the Seventh Son is yes. The the epic of this album. We have said this before. If and and I can tell you right now, I've listened to this song three or four times this week. Okay. This is one of those songs that you need to have headphones on, kick back, and chill. It's watching a movie. It's watch. It's like the rhyme of the ancient mariner, except the ancient mariner is about three hours longer than this one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Twice as long, probably. And here's but the gallop. Here's the gallop. Even though it's at a slower pace. That is their sound. And this will go up and down and up and down and up and down. And this tells the tale. This is the the primary song that focuses. Seven son of the seven son. <laughs> you know this podcast is gonna come to a point where we're just gonna have to play the record. <laughs> Shut the hell up! Oh shit! Anyway, next one is gonna be the prophecy. The prophecy. <laughs> the prophecy, which is okay, it's a pretty good song. And then after that, Adam, you know, let's go. This is the oh, clairvoyant. Oh my gosh! What a killer intro this is. <laughs> You gotta love it because it's your instrument. It's and it's only <laughs> my front. instrument. What does it play for? Like thirty minutes, thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it could probably play for that for uh, thirty minutes. I wouldn't mind it at all. Yeah, it gets you ready, and then it just kicks you in the balls and it takes off. Listen to this part right here. Oh yeah. If you're half asleep, this song will wake you up. These great songs are things that you can like listen to, and you can envision it on the stage. Yeah. You can see the guys on the stage yeah. in their personas, doing their how they how they pr- prowl around the yeah. stage. Steve Harris is pointing his bass guitar at you <laughs> as if it's a gun during the gallop. Oh. And, and Bruce Dickinson, and Bruce Dickinson is, is screaming is, at you, and he's and he's in his in character as he's singing, just like an operatic singer. He is a. He's not. Uh, we've listed like the best frontmen of all time. You know, we've talked we about. Uh, well, we've talked about people okay, from yeah, time yeah, to time. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about Mick Jagger. I brought up, or right. you bring up Steven Tyler and stuff. These are classic frontmen. Right. This guy, he's perfect for this band. He is. Uh, his voice is so signature. His sound. His. Uh, what what are they what do they refer to it as the air raid siren that he I didn't know that was what they, what they would they, call it they, he uh, has that pitch that that tone to his voice that is way high high in the range and it's it's so signature it's so great and he just he yeah like he takes the song and he performs the song as if it's like one of those operatic features or something and all over the stage 
He yes. He's just not one place. I saw, was it in the uh, 666, Flight of the 666 uh-huh, yeah, documentary, yeah, 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 yeah. where they're getting ready for the tour, and he's he's on rollerblades, and he's rollerblading through a town, or he's right, he's, he's singing the entire concert as he's rollerblading just to try to get his fitness up so he can run around the stage and That's sing pretty and awesome. that other bullshit. Yeah. So he is a great performer. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. He's I, one of my favorites. I think he's a little underrated myself. Well, yeah, because he's never yeah, mentioned. Yeah. He's never like, oh, the best front man. You never hear Bruce no, Dickinson. No, and, and and I think it goes with what you said. I think it goes with uh, he compliments the band. Everybody has a position in this band. And they all know that they don't have to outdo each other because they're a unit. That's what they're there to do. They're there to look everybody else look good. Which And and the head of this band is Steve Harris. Steve Harris yeah. is the guy. No doubt. The last song on this album is only the good die young. And it's oh. not the and it's not Billy uh, Billy Joel's version either. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse them. This, this is a very good one. No, this is I love this, this song is better, too. better. So yeah, <laughs> Tommy, you did good this week. This is an excellent album. Yeah, I mean, wish I was a little bit better prepared this week for it, but you know, I was just too busy listening to this damn thing for real. You know, this is like again, this is one of those. Uh, uh, they were still cresting. They were still like riding their highs of their. Uh, early 80s yeah, into the late 80s yeah. and they still had Power Slave to come yep. on in a little bit so they're still at the top of their game at this point and they were building their repertoire you know because they were still had a few hits after this one that were you know well not so much hits but you know recognizable metal anthems that that you and I were able to enjoy into way into the future past 1988 1990 oh yeah so, Even their last album, Book of Souls. Book of Souls, yeah. It's one of my favorite albums. Oh, my. And there's it's like five 16-minute songs on that, on yeah. that, on that album. <laughs> so they've but increased. they're freaking great. They're, they've increased then, huh? Yes. So I would say, yeah, Adam. So, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go then, Adam. And that was this week's significant album. Great. Check it out, man. Seven Son of the Seven Son. Significant album. Adam, born on this day, rock and roll birthdays, baby. Okay. This guy right here, Mr. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. A.K.A. James Ostenberg. (laughs) (laughs) Good job on the name change. (laughs) Member of the Stooges and solo artist, Pop is sometimes credited with the invention of stave diving. Yeah, he's a very physical uh, person on stage. That's very cool, man. He's 77 years old today. The man, song, so, yeah. the song title of this is uh, called "Eggs on a Plate," <laughs> and if to look at him, he needs to eat a few eggs on a plate. <laughs> he has got, uh, <laughs> he is a skinny, skinny man. <laughs> One of my favorite Frampton songs right here, though. Peter Frampton, I don't need no doctor, man. April the 27th, uh, excuse me, April the 22nd, 1950, Adam. Mr. Peter Frampton was born. How old is he? 71 years old. 71. That's right. Member of Humble Pie. Twice seen this guy. Yes, sir. I think he's done touring, though. I think he he hung it up. Mm -hmm. Also member of The Herd. The Herd? That was this first H E A R D or H E R D? H E R D. Mm, that's right. 
herd of guitarists in that band. That is right. Man. That. Yep. Uh, hmm. Very prominent on the talk box. Yes. Special mention birthday, Adam. Special mention? Yes, we got him right here, man. Mr. Steve Clark, baby. Oh, 1960, 1991, man. And this is Def Leppard's Wasted. Very cool. Yep. Steve Clark, man. Guitarist with Def Leppard. Yep, that's right. So, yep, passed away. Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, you name it. One which, of those things. Which yeah. one was it? It was, uh, this says here, Clark died on January the 8th, 1991. Age 30, man, after a night of heavy alcohol consumption. Oh, just alcohol. Combined with prescription drugs. Oh, that always helps. What are you going to do? That helps get the job done. But anyway, yeah, happy birthday. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Birthday number three. Adam, Adam, you know what time it is? I yes, think. I'm getting the are app you, together. I'm loading the app. Ready? Yes. So here we go. Oh, something's happening. What can it be? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Are we looking at the same thing, Tommy? Uh, spell it out for me, Adam. I, I'm at a site on the gram here. It's called... Oh, yeah! It's spelled out as M-E-N-I-N-A-S-B-B-C. <laughs> <laughs> big beautiful. Is she a reporter from the London uh, Bureau? Or they're big, beautiful chicks. Let's take, a, <laughs> let's take a look at that. Remember, we're trying to go ahead and not get on a Council Culture's uh, yeah. list, so let's see if these are big girls like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. This is, by the way, provided by Godzilla this week. Oh, Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla, yes. Oh, there it is. Uh, calm down, Godzilla. We don't know if this is good or bad yet. <laughs> okay. Yes. We gave... Uh, Did he have a week off he, last week? He had a week off, and now we gave Agent X3 off this past week. He failed us. <laughs> oh, no. He didn't come through? He didn't come through. Well, he did, but I guess we did. I don't know which wow. is which, but anyway. Okay. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, let's go. It has 104 posts, Adam. It has, it has no uh, no real information here. has only 40,000. I would see where 40, this is. 40,000 yeah. followers? This is a Gosilo specialty. He probably found the gem here. Okay. And this uh, this particular site only follows one person. I wonder who they yeah. follow. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Adam, man. I got some bad news for you, man. Oh, what, what could it be? Uh, my mother called me this week. <laughs> oh, what'd she say? It's a very naughty voice. <laughs> <laughs> about, something about the third birthday? She says, well, she, she asked me, why, why am I talking about naked ladies on the internet? <laughs> They're not I, naked. I said, Mom, what are you talking about? They're not naked. They're proud of their bodies. They're showing them. They're 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 selling products sometimes. They're they're showing how to be fit. <laughs> These are all positive things. I tried to explain that to my mother. Did she not listen? So I, I said, Mom, have you been on Instagram? <laughs> uh-huh. I said, I'm on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My family's on Instagram. Yeah. This is not a, you know, a triple X site or anything no. like that. Instagram these, models, it's IG birthdays. No one is, these are all dressed ladies looking the best they can look in these pictures. I would say these are not even rated G. <laughs> They're not rated G? <laughs> <laughs> I just said that correctly. <laughs> 
So I said to my mom, I said, you know what, mom, mm -hmm. I won't do that no more. Now, the fifth image. <laughs> Adam, Adam, Give me a second. The fifth image might not be rated G because she's trying to uh, pierce the shirt with her nipples. Sure, there are times I want to be taken seriously. Those times I don't wear this shirt. I want you to look at my tits. The nipples are the eyes of the chest. Look me in the eyes. I dare you. But uh, anyway, yes, go ahead with your mother. I said, Mom, I won't I won't do that anymore. Adam will. Oh, oh I'm leading I'm leading the charge. And I said, Mom, you know what I'm gonna do? Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and comment on the ambiance. Oh. The stage that they're presenting themselves. Oh, the locale the that they've chosen. Yes. That they've chosen to be filmed yes, in. Yes, because we could talk about architecture. We could talk about the great outdoors. Sure. We could talk about many things. On this particular one uh, that you're talking about, number five, was it? Number five. I would say it's very cold there. Attention! <laughs> <laughs> there goes my PTSD. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, thing, things are standing at attention. Oh, definitely. And her and the caption is "Kegata" means "what a cat." <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I mean, my, I can't see that in the that, picture. On but, that uh, note, my dear mother, let's check this out. The probably says that because her pants. Oh, her pants. If you want to call that, are kind of like leopard, leopard pants, which are pants. feline. That's so she's like, the, that's you see the what cat. I'm How beautiful I is that? See. I see. I thought the. I thought. Yeah, no, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see if she has cat's eyes. Her eyewear is very beautiful as well, Adam. You know. Oh, maybe so. it's an advertisement for like lens crafters or something. I would. Uh, it's an advertisement for something. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yes, right. let's keep on going. Okay, what do we want to see let's, here? Let's, let, let's look at number two. Let's look at the background for number two. Very artistic piece. I would say, yes. It would, it was, would that be modern, uh, modern American or modern European? Mm, mm. I would almost put it to a Caribbean type <laughs> look. It has the, the numbers that you... Are they numbers? The uh, colors that you might find in the islandish areas—it's very Picasso-ish, if you ask me. But uh, let me let me see. Hmm. I'm being distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something happened to her shirt. Her shirt. Her shirt. Her, her shirt <laughs> her shrunk. Yes. In that, in that second photograph, we are treated. There's a second one. Oh no! no. no in this in this photo, okay. the second one on the list, we are treated from uh, the photographer has fallen down. <laughs> he, he's lying on the he, he's lying on the ground. Here she at him. It could be. <laughs> he's lying on the ground, and he's still able to catch the shot oh, oh, from an yeah. upward angle. And uh, she's not wearing any uh, brazier, obviously, oh. underneath the shirt because we're able to see the under under boob area. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> I was looking at her pumps. Oh, that was really <laughs> Those are six inch heels. Oh, oh my lord! Anyway, uh, if we she go, to she, why is she so close to that? It looks like a a colored window. I mean, you can't see out of it. It's translucent. She's just right up on it, like she's able to see through it. You know what I'm looking at when I look. At <laughs> you know what I'm looking at when I'm looking at this picture. Uh, Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> no. See all those windows? 
Yeah. That's a lot of windows where Gocito could peek his head out. <laughs> this will be incorporated into what, what's that later. <laughs> Remember the TV show Laugh-In where they'd pop out of a window? <laughs> It'll be something just like that. <laughs> I mean, he's, he has, depending how long the video would last, he has like about 17 options. <laughs> he could get so many different angles. Uh, no wonder Godzilla picked this one. Uh, <laughs> all right, God, let's let's go. See, you're getting too much uh, cloud on our show. Oh my God. Let's go to number. Uh, let's go further down. Let's go to number. Let me see. Okay. Mm. I mean, we're passing things that are oh, absolutely pa- yes. wonderful. Absolutely, no, it's a great scenery. Absolutely. So, okay, oh, well, you know wow. what? Go ahead, Adam. I can't pick. There's so many. It's so many wonderful. Uh, the first beach shot that I okay. see, there's a lady. She's trying to signal us. She's trying to say, "Stop." Oh. Stop. Did see that, yeah. Look, look at me. Look at this photo right here. Stop. She has her hand raised high above her. She's smiling. Yeah. She's got the little the little sun visor on. She is in a kind of like archipelago of little islands. You see that? Oh, yes, you yes. See? And, She's got and, the little breakers and then the, uh-huh, the, 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 yeah. the and then, still and then, water then out it, there. Sure. Then it goes out, the full blast ocean out there. And if you notice, she may be in between these archipelagos right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and she may not be completely on sand. Some water may be washing up on her uh, pumps as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing in pumps <laughs> on the beach? I have no idea. But she's there. She is uh, tattooed in a couple uh-huh, of spots. Uh-huh. She's got a band around her thigh. Yes, yes, kind uh, of like tribally a, type yes, thing yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then she also has some sort of a hand maybe on her uh, forearm. Yes, her I'm left at, forearm. I'm actually looking at him at the uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, kind of zebra print jacket she may have her her wrap her coverall yes yes yeah. which she has off in her hand conveniently for the picture i think it totally matches her swimsuit yes it, now that you say that absolutely it has a it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole piece <laughs> it's yeah it's like you know it's like where it's you're yeah, in, there's an elgato here you're, too. you're no you're like well <laughs> that has different kinds it's like it's almost like the lion king all of them when they come together at the beginning they're gonna raise up. They're they're, they're, sal- they're saluting they're, the uh, yeah. The new child. Like, like yeah. all, it's like all the animals all in that uh, on that swimsuit. I'm just evaluating the swimsuit. She's I in position to... of salute already. So, do you think so? Yeah, all I right. think so. I, uh, <laughs> so is Tarzan. <laughs> it's definitely an animal one for sure. That is a very good one. All right, let's keep going. Uh, wow. Hmm. Oh wow, Adam. Uh, <laughs> You need a you need a drink over there. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's there's one where they're in a golf cart. Do you see that? Mm, hold on. Golf cart? Yeah, after that one it's maybe about I don't know, about ten after that one. Okay. Oh, uh, wait a minute. One, nine, ten. Yeah. No, it's about fifteen after that oh, one. My. Oh, I see. Yes. There's uh yes, they're they're trying to convey a message that says cha yes. cha. <laughs> <laughs> and the caption says, beautiful friends, amigas lindas. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to concern myself with the amigas linda for the sake of my mother. But I'm going to say they're very well protected from the sun. And you're going to ask, and- is that golf cart charged? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you stranded out there. <laughs> they're covering themselves. It has a nice cover. For they can, they won't get sunburned. Yeah. Now, there, there is a bit of a... Uh, a Sharon Stone, Britney Spears situation happening with the angle that they are sitting. If you see, you know, <coughs> Godzilla. I, <laughs> I, I think the camera person on this one may be kneeling. Lady, put those legs back together. <laughs> I don't know why, Adam. Kneeling in salute. Cha-cha, yes. Cha-cha. I think yes. it's actually 
they're advertising for Chanel, maybe because it looks like there's cha on the on the top part on of their clothing. Okay. On the bottom part of the clothing, it looks like it says oh. Nell. So Chanel. Oh well, they're fancy girls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going down, Adam. Oh, okay. Let's find one. These are lovely. Oh, Each wow. one is more lovely than the next. These are Absolutely. fantastic. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I'm seeing repeats. What? Yep. Same yep, ladies yep, or yep. same pictures? Same pictures. Oh, uh, are they the same pictures? Yes, they are. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. You know what really accentuated with most of these models on uh -huh. this side? Because there's different models. Right. There's not the same lady in each one. No. The thigh. The thigh is very strong in these ladies. The rest of the body seems to be in total proportion, but the thighs are super strong. These ladies do squats. They don't miss a leg day. They do not. One after the other. The I same deal. I agree 100%, Adam. This, again, is showing the benefit of exercise. It's, been, would, it's beneficial to it's, everybody. It's promoting health, Adam. Mm -hmm. what, this is what this site is all about. Oh, yeah, you're right. There are repeats. They're, they're, okay, now go down. Do you see the one where one is shopping? She, she's, she's called Kea Moore. She is in a supermarket. Hmm. Okay. Okay. She's with a baby that's squinting. Do you I've see her? I've seen the golf cart three times now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. Keep going. I'm keep going. I'm still going. Oh, there's a lady in the back of a. Uh, looks like she's in a club. Okay, keep going. Pretty You're gonna find her. Okay, I'm coming. You're gonna find her. She oh, is okay. in a supermarket. This? That's right. right. No, right. no. There's another one. Oh, this is past that one. Jeez, I'm going way down here. So there's the lady with her hand raised. Yeah, we're repeating, man. It's like they don't have enough content. This is a problem. Oh, 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 I see. Do you see it? That's it right there. Yes. I got it. Adam, 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 Adam. She has the basket in hand. Yes. She is shopping. She has a young child with her. Thighs. Prominent thighs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say right Holy now. Holy exactly. Adam? Yes. You know that whoever took this picture mm -hmm. doubts their kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he told her, can you take a picture with my baby? <laughs> <laughs> He's using his kid like a dog. That's messed up. Oh my goodness. Okay, after that one, there's no repeats. We're gonna keep going down there. So, take, go to look to the very last one, Adam. Whoa, is there an end? Look at to the very last one. Oh, okay, yes. there's I'm not going that to many. the bottom. I'm going there's to the not bottom. that many of it. I mean, it only there's had, a lady uh, with has... high heels. She's in the middle of the street. She's got the uh, nice evening shadow extending uh, seventy feet behind her. A lo oh, long yes. shadow. So this might have been in the afternoon. This is a right before sundown. She's ready to go out on the town. She's just early in her adventure. She's getting picked up. She's waiting for the limo to come pick her up, take her to the club. Now her caption says. Esa core. I don't know what that means. That's this a, color. That might be. That's what it says. That's I, what it is. I hit, you, I hit C translation. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> this color. So this color is more earth tone then. That's it I is think very that's, earth tone. That's the whole deal. But here's here's my here's my point. Who in their right mind would not pick up this young lady at her home and have her standing on the street? Like I that? know. What is going on with this guy? Uh, th there's problems. What is his problem? The problems are it's, multifold. It's early dinner, probably. Then after that, it's a night of clubbins. Yes. And then there'll be some other clubbins going on after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that is this week's third birthday. Thank you, Gosilo. <laughs> Wow. That is absolutely insane. Why would they do that? I mean, uh, in what world would you leave that girl Leave her on, like the, that? on the side That's of the road? Like that, that makes no sense. <laughs> if you show up late, she's not going to be there for you. This is you, moron. Somebody else is going to be clubbing her. Yes, I. <laughs>
Hashtag. What the frivolous? Mom, I got to make you proud. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Tommy, we have a story of medical miracles. Okay. Oh, you got to close that app again. <laughs> it seems like I have I'm to remind you every I'm week. I'm closing that one. I got to close. <laughs> so distracted. We're good. We're good. All right. Medical miracles, Tommy. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Medical miracles, not biblical miracles or something like that. Right. Well, maybe the doctor's hands were guided by God. You okay, don't know. That's very possible. Uh, in 2016, I try to pronounce this name. Oh, go, sh- go for it. Shreya Sedanagawa, <laughs> an Indian student. Okay, that makes sense now. Was involved in a bus accident that crushed both of her arms. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Bad deal. A delay in first aid resulted in her arms having to be amputated. Ooh. And she was, of course, a candidate for a new procedure, the hand transplant. Oh, A hand good. transplant had That's only good. been performed in India, the first one in India, the year earlier. What? So, what? Wow. This is very good. Finding a donor would be the first obstacle, with Indian families often reluctant to make the hands of their recently deceased available. Why? Does it say why? Because it's part of their culture, I guess. I mean, mm. they're... We could always blame the culture, sure. You don't... Uh, you don't want a 90-year-old's hands, <laughs> right? You want a young person's hands. And then when the young person dies, it's too sad. People said, I don't want them parted out. Or, or a teenage boy's you know, hand. When you, when you go to the coffin, you want to be able to grab the hand, you know, and you can't, you know, you don't want to grab I got gotcha, you. Gotcha, you want to grab man. a stump. I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you, right. man. And then in 2017, <laughs> the hospital obtained a pair of hands from a man, mm. and Shreya accepted. Oh. The hands were big, dark, and hairy. The donor hands were attached by the bones before the tendons. Blood vessels and skin were painstakingly stitched together over the 13-hour procedure. That's brutal. Following the transplant, she had to undergo more than a year of physiotherapy for her body and her brain, to get accustomed to the new hands. For a year? A year. Uh, the hands quickly began to change. They became more slender and also changed color to match her skin tone. Hey, that's some freaky shit. The absence of testosterone helped with the decrease in hair, and the hormonal changes might explain the changes in color. Oh. So they kind of adapted to the new surroundings that they were given. They appeared less mannish. Even though in a photo I saw online, she looked rather man-handy. But she got these to able to work. Mm. She has them functioning. There's a picture of her. I'm going to show it to Tommy. She's brushing her hair with her surgically attached hands. Oh, okay, let me check it out. Her doctors and her absolutely thrilled oh, wow. with the results. Now the question is, Tommy, if you needed an arm transplant, okay, of all the arms in the world... Whose arm would you choose oh, wow. to have transplanted onto your body? You do a hypothetical on me, didn't you? Yeah. Snuck it in there. Wow. Mm, that's a tough one. Mm. You have many options. You can go with someone whose musculature or is you, very strong. Or somebody who uses their hands for playing music. Or somebody be. who uses their arms for uh, building skyscrapers. I don't know. Sure. You know. I mean, that would be actually the engineer and architect, but I mean, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Pr- uh, performing surgical procedures like Dr. Strange. You could get like a, a big weightlifter like Ronnie Coleman or something. And it's mm-hmm. got like big 24-inch uh, arms or something like this. Let Just attach see. those right to you. Who's arm? That's, that's, I, don't, I really don't. I've never thought about that. Usually you think about like their face or. You, you know. take somebody's face, though? 
mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> anything, anything to improve, anything to improve this thing. Uh, let me see. Mm, that's a, mm, let's go with music since this is a music uh, podcast in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Jimmy Page's hands. Oh wow! Yeah, really? Yeah, that's just throwing it out mm. there really fast. But now yeah. I wouldn't think of him as the perfect timed and perfect playing technician. I'm not a perfect playing person. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it would be more like his song structure and song writing ability and be able to write those grooves and those those rhythms and all those things. I don't know. I mean, that's his the, signature. His his signature is that the brain sends a signal still to his arms. I think I would hands. I think I would choose Brad Pitt's arms. No kidding. And I would say to a lady, you want to be felt by Brad Pitt? <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> They'd say yes. <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> Thank God. But, that good, I, but good for uh, Shariya. Her, she oh, got some good, yeah, that's what I said. Good hands for her, attached dude. that are functioning. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's pretty evident. It's the top whole year. Wow, in therapy. That's crazy. Sound. Of the week. But you gotta get those neural pathways working to tell the digits what to do. It takes a lot of training. Or she or she could have gotten Billy Joel's experts from last week when they were, you know, they operated on his wrists. <laughs> <That's laughs> that true. whole that whole team maybe would have taken her a year. Uh Tommy, we've got uh a few sounds this week. Okay. We've got some news and we're gonna go straight to the reporter on this news. Excellent. Here we go. But uh I have an announcement to make. This is Ted Today Nugent. is uh the nineteenth, is that right? Ted Nugent. The 19th of April twenty twenty one. I know this during one. clusterfuck pandemic, Chinese virus attack twenty one. I was tested positive today. I got the Chinese shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a drill. This is an asshole alert. I repeat, this is an asshole alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ted Nugent, the big COVID denier for all this whole time. No he mask, is, no distancing, no I nothing. Mean, he finally got the COVID. You know what? This is the kind of shit that <laughs> I, I read it. I didn't hear the, the, uh, the actual report on this. Okay. And I and I had read that he had said some profanities that were racial slurs and whatnot. We just finished what a couple of weeks ago they they killed those Asians and and I want to say in Georgia was yeah, it yeah somewhere yeah you yeah, know yeah. two two or three weeks ago and here's you know here's this mm-hmm. come on jeez but yeah COVID denier there you go that's what you get but he described his you symptoms he said he was he was beat to hell died is what he, he thought to, he was he dying to, right had to crawl out of bed yeah. Uh, but still, he's, he he's thought, persevering. He thought he was dying. I do like that he came out and he said it because he got tested. Yeah, he he said po- he did, he could have shut up about the whole thing and never even brought it up. I don't know. They somebody would find out. I think maybe he's he's you know he but he, at least he's a, he's a liberal target. You know what I'm saying? At, at least he came out and actually admitted it. Okay, yeah, I got it, and it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It, well, and he did. He did say that you know he felt that like he was almost dying and whatnot. I think that's what the news report said. But I didn't know that's the kind of shit that he said. Like the Chinese yeah, shit. I got the like, Chinese shit. <laughs> you know, we've always said it, the Chinese people are great people. It's their damn government that commies that that are no good. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's on. right. Uh, we also have uh, a new song that is out. Okay, good. Featuring one of our faves. <laughs> the one that produces the most of the stuff for us, Dave oh, Grohl. And he made a song with his daughter, and it's a cover version from uh, punk band X. 
and it's a song called Nausea. I want to hear her voice. It'll come in. I thought. Oh, wow. That's a guess. Is it Violet? What was her name? Violet. Yes, you're correct. Dave and Violet's Roll. Yeah. They're also, they're on another project about uh, some kind of family deal. I thought that's that was the one there. Family Roadhouse or Family Road Trip or I, I, I don't um, know what it's called. I think what it is is a, a documentary he was working on for a while about bands coming up and the life, the early band life where you're living out of a van. And you're tra- going using the van and driving from gig to gig, and they're talking to other band members and say, "What was it like in the early years?" Oh, okay. And talking to you know, getting the story about they were hoping for a slice of bologna. Or so something, it's a you know? Sound City, but this with the actual bands on yeah, the road. This is about the actual travel and, oh, okay. and getting around. Oh, okay, I probably see that. Yeah, yeah, it's our content. Actually, we love that content. <laughs> I probably see it in you. What am I talking about? I'm, I will see it. All right, now that we have one more thing, because potentially we're going to be gone for a little bit. Okay. And uh, I I check my usual sources online for (laughs) things that are specific to Sound of the Week quality. Like you said last week, Asia Times, or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But uh, when I was scouring the internet uh, for content for the Sound of the Week, I found, uh, I was alerted to a Canadian television series. Okay. It's uh, since been gone, but uh, it was called Kenny versus Spinny. Really? And it's two guys. It's a competition show pitting uh, roommate against roommate. And each week, they would have competition. <laughs> okay. And the competitions would last, and then the loser would have to have some sort of humiliation placed on them at the end of the episode. Oh. But uh, there was one episode where I'm, I'm waiting I, for, I painstakingly I was, is there went, through, part here? I, I went through the episode painstakingly, and I took the edits out, and I edited all of the parts that are really... Sound of the week worthy. Okay, good. And good. I slammed them all together. It's Excellent. Gonna, it's going to take a little bit, but uh, we're going to play. It's about a minute. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> good, good enough. But good enough. This is their their competition. Whoever blows the biggest fart is the winner. <laughs> 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 Kenny, (laughs) 
he dominated the competition. Yes, you made your point the first ten seconds, but it, it could have went for three minutes for all I care. But you, but you had a variety of every to- total uh, any anything you could was, possibly hear. What in that was genre. the original runtime on that? Do you remember? Oh, the episode was uh, twenty-two minutes. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Forget their competition. We're all winners with with your uh, specialty for South of the Week. (laughs) It's the Tommy and Adam Hardware. And again, you saved this dead on arrival podcast. My energy levels have been really low lately. I don't know what the deal is. What does that mean? You've been at a funk? I, yeah, I don't know what it is. That could be that that job offer just to, took something away from me last week. Just the offer? <laughs> it's not like you did the work. <laughs> it's the Tommy Adam Hardening Podcast. Mora Hokaria oh. of the week. Oh shit! What do we got for this? Adam, did you have the motherfucker? <laughs> do you have, have a motherfucker? Oh, yeah, I do have one. Oh, that's thing. God. What more motherfucking than we just heard right now? <laughs> Adam. Yes. We're going to blow through this motherfucker here really fast. I don't know if you've been able to see live. Oh, no, you probably didn't because you said you weren't, uh, didn't have a lot of time this, uh, no. a lot of time on your hands this week. So you weren't able to peruse through the, you know, the ultimate classic rocks and that, the loud wire. That and I was editing. <laughs> <laughs> you were editing 22 minutes of farting. <laughs> that and NFT farts. I, they, I like that. <laughs> Adam, uh-huh. we all know. Yeah. That play sets. Play sets, okay. And things of that nature. Okay. Nurture young minds, Adam. Play sets. Yeah. Like a set of Legos, you're meaning? Yeah, or you're, things like this? Are you sure you didn't <laughs> go on to Loudwire this week, Adam? Oh, Loudwire? Yeah. No, I didn't see anything about this. You know, that develops young minds. Hello Kitty, drum sing, yes. drum kiss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ukulele. Uh-huh. But no, we're going to go back to Lego. Oh, okay. Check it out. Okay. Ramstein's <laughs> massive stage set could become a Lego play set. <laughs> what? They're huge, uh, industrial-looking uh, <laughs> stage setup is going to be miniaturized and be able to be assembled by I, young minds. I will show you a picture pretty soon okay. of, of what this looks like. It right. was on Loudwire. Loudwire? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Adam, on Rock News this week, like as I told you, we learned that German industrial heavy metal giants Rammstein and their incredible stage set can become a Lego play set. Okay. Wow. Rock nerd Nirvana, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you even have like little Lego guys with like the flying V guitars. <laughs> this is good. Now, does the singer have the thing where he his mouth lights up because he has the filament that goes through his I mouth? I would hope so. <laughs> Adam, I would hope so. Can you imagine this? Mommy, I want my Ramstring fucking on real stage. <laughs> And look, and look, it even has Lego figures of the band. So we can play it all that SMM stuff that we see <laughs> live on stage. Oh, wow. Oh, your it's, child. It's really detailed. Yes, check it out. Your child can construct the stage and dream someday that he or she will be a rock and roll roadie. Wow. That's, oh, because they got to set up everything. <laughs> Lego, Adam. Do you know what Lego translates to in English? No, I don't know. Play well in Danish. Oh, Danish. It's made in Denmark. Company, okay. Yeah. Uh, could make this epic real-life platform canopy of steel, sound, and explosion if 
they get 10,000 votes online. Is it up against other options or just needs a thumbs up? Lego has, they have a website. They said, mm -hmm. listen, we need some ideas. Okay. Let's throw some ideas around. Some fan went online and said, uh, rock concert scene consisting of six members. Two guitars, one bassist, one keyboardist, one drummer, and one singer. This made up of 1,400 coins. The scenes can be modulated according to your taste, and there is a functional elevator to say goodbye to the public at the end of the concert. So the guy's already even telling what this needs. I create them to remind me of good times spent at the concert when we didn't have the disease hanging around, hoping that soon all this will be behind us. I hope many of you will like it and that you will vote for my project uh, to the title tour. Thank you in advance. Wow. So, yeah. And bottom line is they, they, they have it on there. I think it needs 10,000 votes is what this whole thing. Now, if, now if, think about it. They didn't go with anything like Katy Perry or Beyonce or, you know, right. anything wholesome like that. They went with Ramstein. But now if you would have uh, saw this and you could have submitted yours, you would obviously have said, his stage setup. It's pretty awesome. There's there's different ones. They got the spider one, the one that we just saw, the one that goes they could go really into the crowd. Uh-huh. With those uh with those kind of cherry pickers that yeah, they want. They have that ability. They have like the string thing, like you could loop it on the back of the of the character and mm -hmm. you can have him swing out mm -hmm. over the yep. audience. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I have my own stage here set up of Kiss as well, Adam. And you would definitely get the Lego version of the Kiss stage. I probably set. would, yeah, because I got that little one up there from the Connects. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one up there. That one's up there. Oh yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. I see it. <laughs> that little one I have up there, but and I have some Lego stuff here too. If you notice the uh, the uh, one of the Star Wars. But uh, speaking of another band that we vehicles. were talking about today, like the Iron Maiden uh, stage setup with all like the ramps everywhere, you could have like a a Lego Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you could come out, yeah. I mean, this is a great idea. They could have like, like a whole series of like signature bands, and if they were to get ten thousand just for Rammstein, uh, they would double that with uh, Kiss or Iron Maiden. I would. That'd think. be so awesome, dude! Check yeah. it out, man. This is the deal. This I saw this and it got to thinking. That's pretty wholesome to pick Rammstein <laughs> for Lego. Uh huh. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty out there, if you ask me. Sure. So I said, you know what? How about you and me oh. send some ideas for Legos? to Lego? Oh, okay. Right? So, okay. you know, I would say the amusement park ride from hell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ride malfunctions, freak accidents, mm. passengers ignoring the rules. Amusement park tragedies don't happen often. But when they do, the results can be terrifying. So if you're going to have them built, Gary, uh, stage performance, you might as well, you know, dabble into realistic oh. things. So you're going into, like, the scary... Spooky version or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I would say construct a Lego Hell's roller coaster. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Your little one can get this sucker out and malfunction at any point within the ride. <laughs> so they have separate places within the ride where they could actually, you know, either crash Fail. or plummet sure. or whatever. Right. And the bottom line, if they survive all these, they still get to go down to hell. So that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the end result is the same. <laughs> wow. The good thing, it may save you some money at the end of the day. They might scare the shit out of them. And you don't have to spend all this money in these amusement parks. Mm -hmm. you know? So there is a benefit of buying this for them. You, they may not be going with, to church with you on Sunday, but, you know. Mm. Anyway, Adam. Yeah. 
What else you got? Uh, I have another grand idea. Okay. It's called airliner disaster. <laughs> is this is this like at the end point of the disaster where you just have like a, a part of a fuselage <laughs> and a bunch of strewn uh, baggage? <laughs> it's for Lego. They, if they're doing this, they might as well you know consider these other ones. So right? it comes as a full airliner. That's right. But <laughs> at some the, point, it breaks apart. Check this out. Check this out. Who needs Lego fictional Star Wars spaceships and shit like that when you could have the real Boeing seven seventy seven? Sure. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. You could set up any major catastrophe from it landing on water to trying to land in some uh, congested highway in Los Angeles. Sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, Adam, uh-huh. the passengers on board were all wearing a mask, and they had their seatbelts on oh. as it's plummeting, okay? Oh, no. To the side of a mountain, I mean, hijacked by terrorists or uh, abducted by aliens with, with special probing kits to be used on the passenger. Oh, no. <laughs> this really, this, oh, my God. So it's all these options that can go with that one. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I see. So finally, Adam, to complete our motherfucking here, the Lego's... Uh, Gangster rap or reggaeton music video making set. Absolutely. I don't know why that is. It's a, a thing filming already. crew with everything that they need as the rappers are are uh, singing away inside these projects. Uh-huh. And they would have little Lego Bentleys and Lego swimming pools and uh, wow, okay. little Lego bottles of Cristal. Man. And they would also have uh, Lego Hoochie Mama chicken heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this, is, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what else could there possibly be? This one could become a huge success if you ask me. Not to mention... There's so you, many expansion packs that yes, there, yes, there's yes, just yes, so yes. much. This would be so huge, Adam, that it would help your child to maybe become an engineer someday and build his own buildings. Yeah, that's true. The Danes, Adam, what a great progress. Listen, listen well, go ahead, hold, go hold ahead, on. Go ahead, go ahead. There's Now, I'm going to take it back to the stage. Okay. Okay? This is... Uh, now, no, listen. Okay. We were talking about NFTs, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. Non-fungible tokens. Uh, yes. Part of this, one of these future NFT things is you're going to be able to purchase a augmented reality Jurassic Park T-Rex or okay. something. So through your phone, you'll be in the backyard. You'll have like the camera on. You'll be seeing beyond. You know, you'll just be seeing like camera view. Okay. And in that camera view, T-Rex is going to interact inside that view. Right? Okay. You've yeah. purchased this upgrade. If you were to buy that Lego stage, there should be an attached NFT of your band where you set up the stage, you, you back up a little bit, you set up your camera or your phone. Right. And you get the action. You get songs from your band working, actually fitted on your stage and performing on your stage, on your Lego stage. Here I am fucking around. You came up with actually good idea. Why, why don't they do this shit? This is this is fantastic. I'm totally screwing around with this. Making, I'm making this shit up on the fly. I was and you came up with a guy with a good idea. I, I was listening to your thing. I was like, dude, we could do this. We can make this happen. We could put. I don't know. All we got to do is contact the Lego uh, let's, website. You let's know? go to let's go to Denmark <laughs> and see death metal. Maybe we can just go to Lego Land. <laughs> Tell somebody there. Oh, those Dane Adams. What a great progressive <laughs> culture and their great gifts that they give in the world the legos yes it's the tommy adam hardening podcast of the week when Legos used to just be a box you just get a yeah. box of legos they're generic legos They'd and be... now they're all s- special up let's let's bring this home buddy okay 
I got, I got good times today. Go ahead and go with the bad times. Dude. Good times, oh, okay. bad times. Well, uh, there are some bad times. An Illinois man, Illinois, Illinois man, <laughs> the noise. <laughs> His father died. Okay. These are the bad times. That's pretty uh, bad, I would say. These are bad times. Uh, he was a bowler. Okay. He never got to bowl a perfect game, his father. What is a perfect? Is it 300? 300. Okay. Uh, he was burnt up. What do you call that? What burn? Get the ashes. What is that called? Oh, cremated. Cremated. Thank you. Uh, he was cremated, and his son said, I am going to take my bowling ball. Okay. And I'm going to fill one of the holes with dad, take the ashes, pack it in there somehow into one of the holes. Okay. So he's only going to use two of the holes. All right. And he's going to bowl a perfect game. For his dad. For his dad. Wow. And this, he died actually in uh, 2016. Okay. So it's been a bit. Five years. Yes. But on April 12th, those are the bad times. This is okay now. He rolled a perfect game oh. in Peoria. I had tears in my eyes in the 11th and 12th frames. I couldn't tell you. Where the last ball went, I had so many tears. I was just throwing it. And he bowled, He has bowled several 300 games, and it was the first time his dad was ever involved in, an, in another 300 game. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. That's not bad times. <laughs> <laughs> but he died. But I think it's He very, died without having rolled a, yeah, his own 300 yeah, game. That's, that's bad true. times. And, but still a good... But his son remembered him well. A cool tribute. Yeah, kind of sure. morbid, but... <laughs> Absolutely. I thought it was pretty cool, though. Now, hopefully he didn't leave the ball after you get out of the... You take your shoes off, you leave the ball in the thing, and he just goes home. Damn it, I left Dad at the bowling alley. Maybe like those the, are the bad times. <laughs> or the the little cork or plug comes out, whatever it is, just, and there's, there's ashes everywhere. Out everywhere. Yeah, that could have been really bad. And they, and they like, wax those Yo, lanes. Oh, God, jeez. It wouldn't even come off. <laughs> Permanent fixture. And I'll tell you what, but I got some good times out of it for you. Okay, good. Rob Zombie. Is bringing back the monsters, man. The, that mon- the is, monsters? Yeah, it's the rumor, yes. Oh, whoa. Yep, those monsters right there. Lo Monter. Like live action uh, show? Uh, it's going to be a movie in uh, the okay. theaters, or I'm, I would imagine maybe that, or or streaming through, what is it, the the HBO one? I don't know which one. Uh, HBO Max? Whatever it is, yeah. Is he going to... Is he going to scarify it, or is he going to keep it uh, lighthearted and I've been uh, reading, comedy? I've been reading different versions of it. It's supposed to be dark comedy. It's and one version of it. The other version said he's going to, you know, spook it up like, uh, like the devil's rejects, things like that. Herman Munster will be the guy who does the uh, Geico Caveman. The first Geico Caveman. Is he a tall man? I don't really know, but he's he was one of the Geico cavemen, and he was also... Fred Gwynn was tall, yeah. and he also wore those platform shoes. So. Made him even taller. Yeah. yeah. But this guy is, is uh, I mean, he looks, he's been in a lot of horror films. I, I can't remember the guy's name right now. And uh, Rob Zombie's wife will be Lily. Mm. And also appearing supposedly on this book, because this is all rumored. Is, Butch Patrick? Uh, huh? Butch Patrick? Oh, God knows. He's, is he still alive? I, I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, but it'll be Elvira. It'll also be on here. The Mistress of the Dark? Yeah, the Mistress of the Dark. How's her cans look? Say what? I, I, I don't know. They, they didn't look too bad the last time I looked at oh, the... Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They were, maybe she needs to, to, to lend them to Ariana Grande <laughs> before they go out the... Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Good times. Put them to good use. Bad times. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'll go see it. Yeah. 
I think that'd be funny. I grew up on the Munsters. Me I love the Munsters. I love that, man. Yeah. Those 13, 13 Mockingbird There lane. was uh, between Adam's family and the Munsters, I was a big Munsters guy. Me too. If I had to choose between yep. the two of them. And I think it's Easy more. Choice. I think it's maybe called the cool cars. Oh, the, the Dragula? Yeah. The Dragula, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the coach, the Munster coach mobile. I got them up there. What do they call Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Barris coach. Hmm. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, Tommy, you got anything else? Dude, I have nothing else, man. Okay. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS podcast, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Good job, Adam. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I am Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Today, we'll leave you with Rammstein Live. Ingo. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah! Which are the Kansas? Dadakoa Promotion. April the 24th, 2021. I want you to look at my tits. What? Yo, what are you retarded? Tell them, hum. Yo.